afraid to check your notes. It's been a rough week. <laughs> Just a frowny face. Yeah. Sadness. Uh, Alex, your podcast notes are just the lyrics to a My Chemical Romance song. Are you okay? <laughs> Wait, you're you're changing them to Lincoln Park? Are 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 you crawling in your skin, Alex? Do you suffer from wounds that will not heal? Yes. Deep 100%. inside, do you know that you are confusing what is real? <laughs> what is real? Oh. Ah, uh, emo McEmo pants. Cheer up. <laughs> Death is inevitable. That's actually probably too soon, given the week you've had. Yeah! Sorry about that one. <laughs> That's a little on the nose right now. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't think before I said that one. My apologies. It's alright, man. Uh... I like this. I have like, four, I have like four things and you just have sadness. Oh, you had some other stuff. Yeah, I added some more stuff now. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to dig up some of the good before uh, yeah before I just dive into this bit of luck. Hello and welcome to the Awesome Cast episode 107. I am Alex, aka Mave Online, aka Mave. And I am joined today here with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. I don't have another a.k.a. for you. I'm responding to the name um, Broken Mordak this week and for the next two weeks, too. (laughs) Yeah, Broken Mordak. So, yeah, and we'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, welcome to the podcast. We're we're here. We're back at it again. Uh, And we're going to talk about video game stuff occasionally. But we mainly talk about food now. We're in a food cast. Always have been. Yep, always have been, always will be. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting podcast this week. We've got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of highs and lows here. but uh, Mostly lows. But like, yeah, yeah. We're weirdly upbeat for the number of lows. Well, I'm on prescription painkillers, and I, I guess like your natural Eunice is carrying you right now. But <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what it is this week. It's, uh, yeah, we're... It's a really somber week, it seems. And the news kind of reflects it in an interesting way, too. Does it? Part of, well, one story in particular does. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the other stuff is like, eh. But, yeah. um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's get into our weeks, I guess. uh, Why not? Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's hear opioid Charlie here. Sure. So, I. Chronologically, from last week, uh, my cousins were in town. Actually, the day we recorded the podcast, and uh, it's always fun when I have people that have never been to LA before take them off for Korean barbecue, and the concept of it blows their mind a little bit, which is always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Korean but, barbecue is a, is a thing for someone who ha- doesn't do Korean barbecue normally. Well, yeah, and I think it's more like we live in LA, so we take like we take for granted the number of things in LA that we kind of assume exist outside of LA that. I've started to forget how many of those things are like, no, they don't exist outside of LA or like mm. you have one fucking option for that where we, it's like, Oh yeah, we have, we have, we have too many sushi restaurants in LA where I grew up. There was like three and two of them were like notoriously bad, but you went because they were like half the price of the other one. Mm. And you were, you, you went knowing like, yeah, this place kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> 
And the yeah, other one, yeah, the other one was the cheap one. And you're like, well, you might get food poisoning or you might get really good sushi, but you're probably getting the first one. Yeah, it's very 50 50. Like, yeah. That's why I don't do seafood in general, just because, like, all it takes is one bad seafood experience to totally fuck your shit up. Yeah. I guess, speaking of fucking your shit up, though, uh, in, in, um, uh, in, in stories of motorcycle ownership, I was in a motorcycle accident in between last podcast recording and this podcast recording. It happened on Saturday, the day after we record podcasting stuff. And I, we start this off, I got really fucking lucky in the grant. I, as far as motorcycle accidents go, I, I'm not going to quite say I walked away from this because I'll tell the actual story in a second, but in the grand spectrum of what can happen to you in a motorcycle accident, like aside from not being hurt, period, mm-hmm. I got pretty fucking lucky. Like, I if, like, not being hurt is top tier, I'm at, like, the tier directly below that one where it's like, okay, you're hurt, but not in a, like, critical or major way, and there were no complications as of yet and stuff, but I'm probably getting ahead of myself. So, story, I we have a beautiful national park in Los Ange- near Los Angeles called the Angeles National Park. It's... A beautiful, wonderful place for a motorcycle ride. It's a beautiful and unfortunate place for a motorcycle accident. I suffered from the scrubbiest, most like, do you even fucking know what you're doing motorcycle accident? Which maybe is actually why I'm probably here and not in slightly more pain or something else. So bunch of winding, beautiful mountain roads, really fun to motorcycle. I was literally pulling off the highway of it to, onto a kind of gravel thing on the side of the road to check my map on my phone. I probably broke, I was braking wrong or something. And motorcycles don't like gravel that much in the first case. They really don't like braking wrong on gravel. And I just fucking went over and came down fucking hard on my left shoulder. And this is where the real story starts because like, I didn't, I didn't get concussed, didn't lose time, didn't get knocked out or anything like, conscious for all of it and i know this because uh, motorcycles have a built-in feature that when they go sideways they turn themselves off and i remember being oh shit i gotta turn my bike off two seconds later oh the bike turned itself off awesome and then i was helped by the like then i uh, then an asian biker gang came up and pulled my bike off this i call them asian because the fuckers spoke chinese primarily and that was kind of cool (laughs) but so and the, the real of this story starts where so like I get up on, I kind of get into a sitting position, and the luckiest part is I am, for the most part, fine. Like, I can feel all my fingers and shit like that. My left shoulder is just fucking killing me. And I immediately go to, oh, okay, maybe I dislocated or something. And if they can, like, okay, if there's an EMT, because it's the national park, they have, like, fire stations and shit. If someone could just pop it in, I'll be fine. Well, someone goes for help, and... Do you know how they handle emergencies in the Angeles National Park? No, I don't. Airlift. That makes sense, because, like, I should have known that. Ah, but yeah, okay. So, I'm sitting there on the ground. I think I'm lying ground by the time someone shows up for this, because my shoulder really fucking hurt, and I was trying to find a position to make it comfortable, and the person comes over and starts doing the tests on me, like, does the spine test, or cutting off my gear, like, I... Side note, if you're going to ride a motorcycle, fucking ride your gear. I should be in worse shape. Like, there should be more of my arm missing than there is. I have a small kind of, like, road rash section because my gear did what my gear was supposed to do and took the hit for me kind of thing. 
And so they're cutting that off and kind of giving me the full test. Like, can you feel your toes? Yes, et cetera, et cetera. And it's around this time I fucking hear a helicopter approaching. And I go, oh, no. They fucking called the helicopter, didn't they? And they did. <laughs> I got fucking um, lockboarded onto that thing. But before, uh, what I didn't know is in motorcycle crashes, there is a um, prepping for transportation um process i was not for, i was not familiar with the slang term of and it is fucking called flipping strip and uh i'm wearing my leather jacket my armor and stuff like that and this and the lady who's helping me out with this has a fucking pair of scissors that is just cutting through this shit like it's not even on me like i'm fucking wearing a suit of paper or something just going to town on some stuff that just took a sizable hit of like sharp gravel and speed and impact and stuff like it's like not at all so it's around this time i realize i am lying on the side of the angeles highway in my fucking underwear boots and one <laughs> motorcycle glove because they have cut everything <laughs> off me and they roll me onto my back on a board and then like the air the um the helicopter like rescue people and like four other people that are part of this like exercise carry me over put me on the helicopter, and it's at this point I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a fucking kick-ass story for the podcast this week. Oh. We take off, we're flying, we fly to a hospital, which I'm now going to refer to as the um, Armadillo Hospital from now on. I have thoughts about the Armadillo Hospital, mainly okay. that they fucking suck. <laughs> That's a shit-tier hospital, but we'll get to that in a second. So, there are so, fun fact, when you're in a helicopter for medical reasons, it's basically an ambulance. So, they're doing ambulance stuff, but in, like, helicopter tack gear, which you're like, this is some video game-ass shit at this point. <laughs> so, we get down, I get transferred to a stretcher, and at this point, I'm like, I'm just gonna close my eyes, and this is not happening, and I don't have to deal with the fact that, like... Things are spiraling in ways I didn't. It's like what? I, literally, I was on. This, there's a diner restaurant thing in the middle of the Angeles Park. I was going there for breakfast. I'm like, yeah, I'll take like 45 minute hour drive out there on the bike, get some breakfast, drive back. That'll be a fun Saturday kind of thing. Yeah, flash forward an hour and a half. Okay, I'm in a helicopter. <laughs> so I'm in the trauma center of the Armadillo uh, Hospital. That's not the actual name, so don't Google it. Maybe there's an Armadillo Hospital. Hopes are armadillos, not people. But like. I am the surliest trauma patient ever because I know I'm fine. And the tests they do for trauma are these like really redundant or repetitive, like making sure your facts stay the same. And like the issue is some of these questions are questions that even like a hundred percent healthy, I wouldn't have an answer for. It's like, how old are you? Ah, uh, 28 or 29. Well, which is it? I, I don't actually ever actively know how old I am what I forget with some frequency. That's, I'm going to blame maybe the trauma, but I, it's hard to forget how old you are. No, uh, it, literally, if you asked me, like, the only reason I know actively right now that I'm 28 is the fact that I've had to fill out, like, a billion medical forms. Like, I, there will be occasions where I'll be driving in a car, and I'll be like, wait, how fucking old am I, actually? I will actively forget, and I, oh, I, this is not a new thing. I've been doing this for years. Like, since I turned, like, 25, like, maybe even 21, actually, I just stopped keeping track of how old I was because it didn't fucking matter to me anymore. Okay. Oh, well, I guess. I mean, there's nothing else really in terms of, like, like 
well, what's the landmark ages to hit? Like yeah, your... it, it mean a thing I don't care. As someone who does not like celebrating my birthday and has to do the math every year of how fucking old I am. Like, uh-huh. literally every year for my birthday, I'm like, how fucking old am I turning this year? Okay, yeah, I'm turning whatever. Got it. But so, like, the fact that I'm consistently saying 20 or 20, I'm like, wait, you really don't actually know how old you are. I'm like, I know I'm one of those two years. I'm not 30 yet. I think I'm the younger one, but I don't know. And I didn't before I left this morning on the motorcycle. And if you want proof of this, call my girlfriend because we were driving in the car the other day. And I said, wait, how old am I again? Like, this is a thing. That's, I guess you reach a certain age where it's like that. I, like, yeah, once I, once I, I think it's once I turn 21, I just stop caring because it's like nothing happens between now and when I turn like 65 that I care about. Well, like, I mean, 30s is also kind of a nice little landmark, I guess. It's a landmark, but nothing in your life changes. Yeah, no, that's true. Nothing does change. Yeah, like, I, only reason I say 65 is like, that's when you like qualify for like retirement movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, like, senior discounts. It's like, no, I I only care about when, like, things actively affect my life. It's like, yeah, 25, you can rent a car without paying penalties or, like, extra taxes on it or something. It's like, yeah, but even then, it's like, oh, you are you could just lie half the time or have someone else do the car thing for you. Well, I think uh, I think the, the, the senior, like, benefits age is 55. No. 65? Pretty sure. Well, color me surprised. Because that's when, like, legal retirement ages, I think. Hmm. Okay. Don't know, though. I... This is not a topic of how old Charlie is or his weird workings of his brain, but like, <laughs> I, so I'm going through trauma and there's a point where like, so they're trying to position me in like a, a CAT scan and I eventually snap and just say like, you know, I can fucking walk, right? And they go, <laughs> no, you can't. And I go, yes, I fucking can. And they go, you can I sit up on the gurney, get off, like I'm holding my left arm like military video game protagonists that survived an explosion and they're like kind of blown up style, walk into the machine, throw myself down and go, do what you fucking have to and like just get this over with. I am in lots of pain. I want drugs. Just do this. Do the scans, like. Take me back to the trauma room. I get chewed out. Like you know, we should like we should approve you for spinal stuff. I'm like, I can feel my toes. I can wiggle my toes. I accidentally kicked one of the guys in the helicopter because he tickled my foot. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm fine. It's just my shoulder. Like they do the test. Like yeah, you're you're right. You can take the neck brace off. Like I take my own neck brace off because I'm like like well since what I'm doing. Like nope, fucking I'm doing this because this thing hurts. Just my shoulder, like, and I, I get out of trauma really quickly, and I, as someone who's been in trauma a couple times in my life, and other times been fine, like, I feel bad that I'm an asshole to trauma people, but it's also like, no, I, if I'm being this much of an asshole, I'm probably fine. Mm-hmm. But be nice to hospital people; they're just they're just trying to do their jobs. But yeah, I, the way those systems work, it it brings out the worst in me because it's like, let's ask them the same question for the thirtieth time. I did not start counting the number of times they asked me the same question this time, which happened last time in one of those situations. They did not take kindly to that, but I digress. So I get transferred now into the, I'm going to call it the holding section of the Armadillo Hospital, and I, I, I really hope I'm being hyperbolic when I say this, but I'm not really sure I am. I am pretty sure of, like, the 10 people in that room, I am the only person not trying to scam drugs and like well, a, i don't 
You hmm. don't seem like the the type, so yeah. Are people there trying to scam stuff up? Like, oh like you were there? yeah, I. I mean, I imagine it exists, but people were in the in the hospital there trying to scam it up while you were there. Have you ever been in a hospital? I have, yes, but I went to an ER and there was it was like eleven o'clock at night. So. Well, so if you're like a oxycodone or a per, like a, a Percocet person or a Vicodin person, like the the one of the ways you get them is you fake having pain. And you go to like a hospital ER and be like, "Oh, I, I, I hurt myself a couple of months back, and I need more of the medication I was on. My prescription ran out." Like it's there's a whole song, and like that's what you do occasionally to get like a new prescription. Oh, I did not know. Oh, that. Uh, yeah, like, uh, the, the faking it in hospitals for drugs is a thing they like train you about and other things. Like I, this felt that this this felt like the kind of hospital that maybe had a real problem with that potentially mm -hmm. just based on location and all that stuff uh, sometimes between transferring out of trauma and getting into the room of people trying to get drugs my girlfriend shows up and yells at me for getting injured but also is happy I'm fine like just she'd be mad if I did not mention the fact that she was there for a bunch of this stuff and can collaborate the like man there was some drug seeking behavior going on so like they're a little understaffed so they're a little overworked and stuff like that and they wheel in this lady who goes like right across from me in my area who like has this like 18 year old with her and both of them look fucking strung out as shit and like half an hour passes i they come over they give me some painkillers for my shoulder they get some more medical information from me etc cetera, etc cetera. lady sees i'm getting more like i'm getting some painkillers five like person walks away she starts screaming isn't anyone going to offer me some painkillers <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but... Yeah, I was laughing. <laughs> so, like, flash forward, I spent the night at that hospital, and I get transferred, I get admitted to the hospital, meaning I get I get put into an actual room with, like, a TV and a more better bed and stuff like that, and, like, the nurse comes in, and it's like, okay, cool, you're here, we're gonna give you painkillers every three hours kind of thing, like, uh, you can't eat anything, but you can drink a shit ton of apple juice and water, because... You might have to go into surgery tomorrow, and I'm like, totally get it. Fine, whatever. Keep the painkillers coming. What's my limit? Every three hours, you can get, um, I think it's called, like, Dexatrol or something. I'm totally butchering the name. But so, the, like, so they give me a half dose first off, and everyone, I guess, reacts to the first injection of Dexatrol, like, if you've never had it before, a little bit differently. Uh-huh. Like, it, not, not in a bad way, but everyone experiences that um, painkiller a little bit differently the first time and i can only describe my experience with that stuff as um every like a a york peppermint patty uh i'm not a fan of the peppermint food, sure but but yeah, I think you know that like more. you know that like um chocolate candy peppermint like ice cold minty flavor that sensation uh, that comes yeah. with it that shit felt like that sensation under my skin that, you know, that would be it. I like that feeling in a weird way. Uh, it was trippy as shit, and because that stuff's an opioid, so I get, I, I get, like, I get the injected that thing, I get injected with that, and my nurse goes, okay, we now have to wait, and I go, whoa, minty. And she goes, well, never gotten minty before, but okay. Wait, wait, what was the name of it again? Uh, Dexatrol or something. Okay, and they inject it with a large needle? No, I had an IV in my arm, and they just kind of put it in the IV, and... Okay. Yeah. Because I, I had another medication when I was in the hospital uh, one time, and they injected it in the base of my hand. No. And it was, it had that similar, well, 
it was supposed to numb everything out. Might have so, been the same stuff. This was definitely a nummy it, thing. Yeah, it might have been the same thing. There's just all of a sudden it just reminded me. It took me a sec to remember, but yeah, it might have been the same thing. Don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, did it feel like a chill down your spine? I, like I said, everyone feels it differently. Okay. Like I guess like the some people think it feels like cinnamon. Like I, I the nurse is like, yeah, minty is a new one. I hear like Christmas and like an egg in your skin is a pretty common reaction. I guess. Ugh, that I, freaked me out. <laughs> yes, but. So I'm on that stuff. I spend the night there and I am next. The room over from me is a guy that every and I don't pick up on him really because I'm drugged. But I, I realized that like he's on a similar drug schedule to I am, which I'm every three hours. He appears to be like every three and a half, four. And like you could set a fucking clock to it. Every amount of time he could be um he could be given more drugs. He would just start going ow, 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 ow. And not like in pain, Al, like this weirdly monotone, rehearsed sounding Al. And like the mm-hmm. best thing was it was five Al's, a pause, two quick Al's, and one long Al. So when my girlfriend came back the next day to visit me, I she hears this person going off. And I go, wait, like, he's going to say five Al. He's going to say Al five times. Says Al five times. And she goes, how'd you know? I said, wait. He's going to say Al two times. Like it was this weirdly rehearsed. Like he was a fucking tape recorder thing <laughs> that's kind of trippy and i'm like wow you are you're trying to get drugs got it <laughs> so and i think my um friend from across the uh, aisle from downstairs got admitted at some point in the night because you've got him going and you've got her going help i need drugs at like very specific time intervals and me being like man this is some redneck ass hospital <laughs> But I got discharged, not much of a... St- I, uh, first two nurses I had were fucking great. Third and final nurse I had, fuck you. Maybe don't be a nurse, just saying. <laughs> you were really fucking bad. You almost pulled my IV out of my arm twice. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 had, a, I had a chill go down my spine when you said that, because I fuck out. Just- yeah. I, as someone who's pulled their own IV out on one occasion, I... I know oh. what that shit feels like, and ah, don't oh, I, oh, sorry. That just that that feeling or that just the imagining that freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so flash forward. So I get home, set myself up on the couch because my shoulder. I, my diagnosis: I have some minor road rash. I got some kind of like gnarly, like it's not a burn; it's more like a scab on my left arm, right now below, kind of where my shoulder got broken and stuff. Like, and like literally, I could not stress them. I got fucking lucky in the grand spectrum of motorcycle accidents i am far more okay than i have any right to be in some regards and like this is not some like oh i did something right this i got fucking lucky as all hell and i was wearing my gear and all that jazz like do not think this is a typical motorcycle incident like i should have a way 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 more broken arm and like some busted ribs and (laughs) Way more skin missing and a concussion and other stuff. <laughs> Maybe missing a tooth. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. You lucked out, dude. When you yes. told me you got into a fucking accident, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't fucking told anyone. Oh, you have? <laughs> you just told work you're going to take a few days? I I told work. I told, I, so I texted my boss from the hospital being like, hey, so I may have to go get shoulder surgery because motorcycle accident. Wanted to let you know before drugs made me loopy. 
<laughs> he's like, shit, yeah, uh, let us know. And I'm like, probably not going to be in until like Wednesday at the earliest because drugs and shoulder goes totally understand. But so I am on a, I'm going to call it an eh drug. Like as someone who's done some other dumb shit in their life, uh, ranking in painkillers you can find yourself on, uh, Vicodin. Vicodin's the best. <laughs> There's a reason it's a popular street drug. I, I am on Percocet, and it is not great. Uh, most opioid painkillers affect me slightly differently, depending on what they are. Uh, we found out that Percocet makes me paranoid as shit, but in mm. a really entertaining way. So because I've had nothing but time, I basically, my life revolves around taking painkillers to numb my shoulder up, sleeping, icing it, and watching TV. Or did till recently, I started playing video games which we'll get to around, like, Wednesday. But so I learned that if I am watching something in those co- in those first couple of days that has any kind of, like, mystery or, like, latchable onto concept, I will wake up from having, like, fallen asleep in about two hours in a panic attack. And huh. the highlights of this panic attack, of these panic attacks include I fell asleep watching Dot .hack Roots, which is a MMO anime that kills people kind of thing and i woke yeah, up trying to that. align the fucking map from that thing in my brain so i could go find the treasure they buried in california <laughs> and like it took me an hour and a half to get myself unwrapped around that axle and my ultimate solution was i put my finger into my shoulder going pain is real all of this bullshit isn't focus on pain for a second idiot but the better one was, so I started rewatching The Expanse, or sorry, I started watching the season three of The Expanse, because I can get that off uh, one of my various subscription services, and I fell asleep as part of that, and woke up very concerned about the heightening military tensions in the solar system. The increased solar, uh, atomic solar tensions I am now, I was paranoid about for about two hours, and again, I'm sitting there going like, no, there's no colony on Mars, but the space tensions, man! They could nuke us, and we couldn't stop them. We sent all our nuclear missiles to stop that asteroid from crashing with the planet. The, The UN doesn't run Earth, Charlie. It's a bunch of factions. There's no colony on Mars, but the outer ringer systems are united against Earth. Like, literal conversations I had with myself at 1 a.m., fucking going through some weird, like, pain, Percocet-driven nightmare thing. I choose to find it funny in post. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, like I said, I found the hospital of, I found the um, Armadillo Hospital will not be so great, so I got a second opinion, actually, today, as of recording this podcast, from a... I'm going to call it a better hospital in L.A., and I'm going to sum up my feelings on the Armadillo Hospital with uh, one quick story. So I am walking from one building to another. Basically, it's like a five-minute walk, and I'm like, fuck it. I'll do like a bunch of x-rays in one room. Got like, The doctor talked to me. She's going to go take a CAT scan. I'm like, yeah, I'll walk from building to building. It'll be good for me. I'll test my limits, et cetera, et cetera. A homeless person on the street sees I'm wearing a... I should back up a step. So... I I have a running list of things. Like, you know the ongoing joke about like video games you can play with one hand. Like, oh, ha ha, it's so easy. You could like fucking jerk off and do this at the same time. Yes. I have a literal mental list of activities I can't do with one hand right now. And how long is the list so far? 
it is embarrassingly long and it contains uh, such great items as cut a potato. Tried to make myself dinner. Tried to make me and Jen dinner one night. Pulled it off really fucking hard. But it's also great things where it's like, um, I, I think my personal favorite discovery is put on pants. Mm-hmm. So I'm rocking that kind of real meth head chic of like gray baggy shirt and like fucking sweatpants. Very nice look. I, Very nice look. I, I, yes. I thought so. So, and <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I don't want like people to be able to look at me from behind and know I have a fucking sling on. So I go to the doctor's office today and I throw like, I, I got my meth heads, I got my meth head sweatpants on. I got my like slip on boots on. I got my shirt on. I got my sling on. And I then throw kind of cape style, one of my um, black kind of like uh, mechanic shirts, like my, one of my really oversized ones. So I have like, my right arm through and it's covering my left shoulder and the sling and stuff like that. So in my brain, I'm like from the back, you're going to be looking at me and going like either that dude's a a matador or he's like carrying something sketchy shit or he's uh, wearing a cape and you do not fuck with that guy, even though you can totally get the drop on him. Like from the front, you can see I have a sling on and shit like that. So I am, I, I, I am walking around the area of this hospital, like in like fucking meth head top apparel. (laughs) <laughs> I do not give Kanye up. West attire. <laughs> no, no. Kanye wishes he could look as strung out as I looked in this outfit. <laughs> like, so, and a homeless person talks to me, assuming I am homeless based on my apparel. She wasn't that far off based on looks alone. She had it more together than I did. Oh man. No, <laughs> she was not wearing a shirt as a cape to hide a sling. But so, and like to, to really sum up my disdain for the Armadillo Hospital, uh, the thing called an orthopedic surgeon. They're the guys, they're, they're orthopedic specialists. They're the ones that I'm supposed to talk to about my fucked up shoulder. Uh-huh. I spoke more words to this homeless woman than I did to this fucking guy. I repeat, fuck the Armadillo Hospital. There is not a single person I talked to today that I spoke less words to than the guy who on Saturday, or sorry, Sunday, because he was a fucking asshole and didn't show up for 24 hours, literally 24 hours, that was supposed to kind of say, like, hey, here's what you should do with your arm. Like, a total of, like, maybe 30 words were exchanged between me and him that then led to, like, me and my girlfriend getting in a fight later because she thought I was pissed off I wasn't getting surgery, and I was pissed off because I thought I got ripped off by a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and like it's like, oh, you should go to the hospital. Like, no, I didn't have a lot of options. I got airlifted, but I really, like, so you can get dished. Like, once I was stabilized and proved to be stable, I really yeah. should have pushed for fucking transfer me to another hospital, please. Is that something you can ask for, or do they? Yeah, have to, like... it's a little more complicated than just asking for it. But like, um, so my sister was a fairly accident-prone kid, and at one point she fucking shattered. And I don't use the word shattered, like lightly. I really do mean shattered in this case. Her um, I think it was her right leg. Like it was like five or six diagonal non-congruent breaks across both bones. Meaning, oh like, Ugh. both bones were broken in five or six places diagonally, which is the worst type of break, and none of those diagonal paths lined up with each other. Oh. 
And this was like all up and down the majority of her leg kind of thing. So, and we were up in New Hampshire where they have really good ski accidents and they got her stable and stuff like that. But because it requires surgery and a lot more kind of involved, like realignment of the bone, the hospital discharged my sister to transfer with like, they said like, Hey, we're going to like discharge. You. We're going to pump her full of a shit ton of drugs. You put her ass in a car and you drive her to this other hospital that is now waiting for her and has like a room ready and shit, and they'll take it from here. Like, it's not a super common practice, but it's also like, this would have maybe been the correct instance to have done that practice. Especially because by the time I was requesting this, I had like already walked my ass into um, fucking like a, a x-ray and shit like that, where it's like, oh, we'll wheel you there. No, I'm walking. You ran into a wall last time you wheeled me anywhere. Yeah, man, fuck the Armadillo Hospital. <laughs> fuck Is that, that the name of the podcast this week? Maybe. <laughs> fuck the Armadillo Hospital. Maybe. Just, just fuck <laughs> that place. Like, I I, I get it's kind of, it's a Stixie Hospital. They 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 claim to be one of the two most, um uh not overworked, but like busy hospitals in California. Like, I guess the one up in Oakland and San Francisco is the one busier than them. But at the same time, like, man, fuck that place. Yeah, that sucks, dude. You yeah, know, it's weird. I've never had a bad hospital experience, so like hearing all the horror stories that people have makes me like. I hadn't either until this one, and like that's part of the issue. I've like I've been in some not great hospitals, but gotten like better treatment and or like didn't get pissed off by the place. Like I, I'm not saying like every place has to be like top of the line hospital. Like the one I went to today was like fucking Beverly Hills adjacent. So imagine like meth addict looking me wandering around a nice part of LA like not every place needs to have that type of money like I've been in some rural hospitals where it's like a, a certain level of competency like maybe the orthopedic surgeon should say more than like 30 words to me don't have all my discharge paperwork disagree with itself like little dumb shit like that like I we're pretty sure they fucked up my prescription wow because Jesus. my like my prescription for painkillers like because I have, like, multiple pieces of paper that all say different things, and the actual prescription I got filled is less than all of them. Jeez. Yeah, and that makes it sound like I, want, I really want Percocets, and I fucking hate those things. Like, it's it's this very bizarre phone call to them where you're trying not to sound like you're looking for more drugs, but you're like, hey, um, I have a bunch of paperwork that says I should have twice as many drugs than I have. Where's the rest of my drugs? I kind of need them. Yeah, fuck the Armadillo Hospital, man. Fuck they, that they place, yeah. pretty good. Fuck <laughs> that place. Oh, man. Yeah. like And, like, the saddest part of all of this, the bike is in better shape than I am. It took, like, oh, minimal damage. Forgot. I totally forgot yep. to ask about the bike. Yep. Like, I think uh, the the shifter's a little bent, and it's got some scratches, but as far as I can tell, the bike's fine beyond that. <laughs> got it back from Impound. Not sure what I'm going to do with it yet. We shall see. Are you debating on just getting rid of it altogether? Uh, smart part of me definitely thinks that's the choice to do. I know my girlfriend would be very happy if I went down that path, too. Uh, part of me that owns a new motorcycle and enjoys riding motorcycles is like, that's eh, how you feel when you're better. But that's a smaller part of me than the, you fucking hospitalized yourself, you idiot. And there might be some deals you made with some people that are like, hey, if I hospitalize myself, we'll sell it. I... I don't know yet. I'm going to wait till I'm not on prescription grade painkillers and this entire thing shakes itself out. 
Like I literally what I did today was redoing everything I had done at the Armadillo Hospital. Yeah. Like all the x-rays had to be redone. I had to have a CAT scan redone because they're like, yeah, the CAT scan we got sent from there fucking sucks. But yeah, I did play some video games though. Oh, that's good. At least there's like a, a, yeah. a high, I guess. Yeah, a high. We'll call it a high. Um, So I am now kind of stuck playing video games. I only require one hand to play. And I mean literally one hand to play. So I naturally started trying out Eve again. Because you really couldn't play that game one-handed. Which one was this one again? Eve. Oh, Eve. Wait, well, how can you not? You can play it one-handed or you can't? It, what? You can totally play that game one-handed. Yeah, I figured. It's an MMO. It's... Yeah. Like, even more so than WoW. Actually, I'll, when we get into mine, I'll tell you about that one. Sure. It was an adventure, but it was done. Save it for the main <laughs> topic. I Oh, I will. Yeah, I've been playing that, and I... So initially, I wasn't going to pick it up because, or not pick it up immediately, maybe we forgot in price, but because I can totally play it with one hand, I've also been playing David Cage's new release, Detroit Become Human. Uh-huh. And is that, that is a, a David Cage-ass video game. Is it one-armor accessible? Um, Or is it like, or do you have to like, kind of do certain things just to kind of get it to work? Well... So that game is a quick time fest, meaning like I can have one hand on both joysticks and I can kind of get through. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 not utilizing the controller to the fullest of its capabilities. Like it is, it is a telltale game with more button prompts. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I it's I'm still pretty early on. I I stand by my kind of initial reaction to it a couple weeks back, which was this is definitely the best David Cage game I've played. But I I think my other comment on it was. I think it invokes or tries to reference or, like, tries to tackle some topics that are, like, big, heady topics that it is not good enough to tackle. Like, I, uh, this game takes a, um, what's the right word for it? Uh, right, so the basis of the game is it's, like, about, like, I think 30 or 40 years in the future, and a company has invented robots or androids that can be used as, like, grunt labor for humans, and... This is maybe the most interesting part of the game the game has yet to deal with, and I don't think it's going to deal with it, is, like, what if you suddenly re- um, replaced all of the, like, menial labor jobs with people you don't have to pay, don't have to eat, and are kind of disposable? So, very matrix in a way. Yeah, but I'm saying more like, like, what if suddenly there were no garbage men, because you could just go down to, like, the robot store, and, like, so that's the weirdest thing. Robot like androids in this world aren't expensive. They're like ten thousand dollars expensive, not like hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars expensive. And I say that because like people like fucking buy upgraded ones and replacement ones, and they're just gonna fucking throw out their old one. Like I, I always go back to this. This like I, I, I wish I could find the comic. There's a like fantastically unsettling comment out there where it's uh, it's basically making fun of those people that buy like phones and break them like the stress testing people where it's some guy and you don't know this when you go into the comic but, like it reveals itself eventually who has like this woman in his apartment and like, he's like obviously doing a YouTube video thing and it's him just like fucking beating her with a hammer and then a larger hammer and like cutting shit off of her and stuff like that it's like oh the stress test on this model 
And like at the end, it's revealed she's an android, but it's this guy. And but like the entire thing's done from the android's perspective, and it like it has feelings and fear and emotions that this guy just turns off, so he can do a full like destruction video for YouTube, and it's oh. fucked. Like this is kind of the world of this game, where there's yeah, a bunch no, of like shitty rich YouTubers out there being like, "Yo, we got the Arnold nine nine seven model. We're gonna blow its head off to see how durable it is." Leave it to YouTubers to still be shitty people in the new, uh, yeah. in a fantasy universe. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, they never show up, or I've not gotten to them yet, and, like, if they're in the game, if, if that kind of archetype's in the game at some point, I will be fucking into this game. Because, no, I'll take it back. I'll be like, yeah, you, you understand that, like, this is the world. But... Uh-huh. This game is not that good. Like it, it tackles some real kind of current controversial topics. Like slavery is bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and like, but it also approaches that concept without like ever acknowledging any history of slavery. It has this what? kind of it, it kind of has this weird, like awkward conversation about like. It'd be like if you were an alien and you just invented the word slavery and it was like, what is slavery? Well, it's when you like own other people. It's like if you had a culture that had never done that somehow and you were trying to comprehend the concept of like a species owning a a part of its species and like treating them like property and killing them without consequence. Like That's kind of how the game treats this topic, except where it's like, no, no, this game takes place in, like, the U.S., specifically Detroit, a place with some real, like, historical issues on uh, this topic. Like, slavery is a thing we had in the U.S., and it's fucked. And, like, a large, like, a, a sizable chunk of the U.S. is like, oh, the Civil War wasn't fought over this. It was fought over rights, the rights to own slaves. So, yes, it was fought over slavery, but... Like, the game never acknowledges any of that shit. Like, it's, like, again, like, it's gonna sound fucked up, but, like, this game needs a story arc with, like, some dude who's, like, all into the Confederate flag being, like, fucking, yeah, I can own people again. But it doesn't have the teeth to do that. It's not, like, it's not well enough done or self-aware enough to go that approach. And so I guess, like, to kind of jump back to the actual game itself, uh, very David Cagey, lots of quick time button prompts. There's um three kind of interwoven stories. I'm gonna I'm playing on two of the names of the three. Uh, you have David, who is the coolest of the three robot of the three androids you play as, and also the most kind of believably an android. The other uh-huh. two kind of start off way too fucking human seeming, and like never earn it. David mm-hmm. starts off very robotish and like aware he's a robot and plays that way through the majority of the game. And his arc is kind of cool. So he's an Android working as like, he's essentially like a CSI Android. So you get partnered up. Like, so you start the game off with the E3 demo and the demo they released where like, you're doing hostage negotiation and you do like crime scene analysis. And because uh, David is an Android, he could like lick blood and do a full DNA sample right there. Like then you could reconstruct crime scenes. It's, it's a very kind of cool puzzle mechanic. And, the story for him is kind of interesting where you, he gets paired up with a detective who's like, I don't really want to work with one of them. 
Yeah, that's pretty fucking trippy. Like, it 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 almost reminds me. I don't know if you saw the new RoboCop. Yeah, it's very similar like that. Like, he downloads an entire database of like criminals or people who are wanted, and he ends up picking one out of the crowd. Yeah, so that kind of whole thing. And then like at some point during the movie, he rebuilds his own crime scene kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. And that's kind of a gameplay mechanic of the game. Like, and there's kind of some of the gameplay mechanics are more situationally based of the, each character. Like, um, one of them's all about like conducting an uprising, and I don't know if him or the woman who's kidnapped a child is worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I I like David. The other two, uh, so the other two story arcs are a female android who has. Depending how you think of it, either kidnapped uh, a girl from her abusive dad, or kind of run away with it. Like it's it's very much pitched as a runaway, but kind of the so to put it in kind of the terms of the game, a piece of property has kind of broken robot law and has become self aware and has kidnapped this dude's daughter. Which, like, that is technically what has happened. It's a fucked up way of thinking about it, but like. That is technically true. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is an android owned by a painter who spends like all his time being like, rebel, think for yourself. Like, it's kind of the Pinocchio story of like, oh, we're going to have a revolution. And like, he has a virus that you can like awaken other people. It's all types of dumb bullshit. Like, I, I think he's the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, so, and like, I say the worst because like all of these are kind of like uh, understanding yourself. Like, David's dealing with the fact that like, the majority of crimes you're investigating are android are human on android crimes or android on human crimes and the androids don't always respond the best but they also don't always deserve what happens to them like minor spoiler but it's also the start of the game and the demo like so the hostage negotiation situation you're doing is um android freaks out kills his owner and kind of holds his um the owner uh the owner's daughter hostage. Uh, it turns out that the android discovered that he was going to be replaced. The dad was buying a, like, I think it's like a sexy female model or something, because, you know, we're going to fuck those robots in the future. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're already doing it with VR. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, and if you're going to have a robot in your house, you want to be able to fuck that robot. <laughs> like, that's kind of how not tactfully it's handled in the game, too, but... Yeah. I digress, and, like, the robot is attached to the girl, and, like, thinks it's part of the family, and, like, fucking wigs out, and it has, like, a programming break, and uh, on one hand, like, it does murder someone and take someone hostage. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, this guy was gonna fucking throw you in the trash or recycle you, and you think of yourself as part of, like, you're attached to the girl. The girl, like, has pictures of her and the android all over her room and stuff like that. Like, it's, there's a fam, like, it's, the, the android's argument of, like, I'm part of the family, I'm realish, is not totally unfair either. Like, it's... And when the game is doing that, I think the game is actually pretty good when it's like, okay, yeah, this is technically a crime or technically illegal, but, like, if you look at it in context, like, maybe the android's in the right, or maybe it's not so black and white, or but at the same time, it's like, no, this robot that's supposed to not be able to kill people can kill people. Mm-hmm. Was it in self-defense? Yeah. But also, it's a robot, and it killed people, and, like, it's not a... The game very much wants you to have the conversation about, like, well, the robots can think. Are they alive then? No, the robots are not alive. 
Yeah, this is very much sounding like um combination of iRobot with Will Smith yeah. and some of the Matrix stuff. Yeah, very it, much sounds like that. It's very much that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's this game brings nothing original to the table in that area and doesn't do anything especially interesting or subvertive with the existing tropes of that area. Like it's like it's weird. Like it never acknowledges the fact that the story it's telling has been told several times before and in better ways on numerous occasions. Like this is kind of Blade Runner. This is kind of RoboCop in some ways. This is definitely iRobot. This is maybe less the Matrix, but there is some Matrix stuff there. Like it's fucking Westworld to a certain extent. Like actually, Westworld might be the best example. But like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's not alive, but also like, are humans necessarily alive? Like I. So, a game me and Jeff gushed about a bunch near, which talks about, like, this game talks about, like, can a human become, can a robot become a human? Near talks about, like, can a human actually be a human? What does it mean to be a human? What is culture? What is life? What does it mean to be alive? Would you, like, would it matter if you were even a robot or a human if you think you are a human or a robot? Like, is your concept of self dictated purely by what you think you are, or does it matter what society thinks you are? And where this game is very much like yeah, Pinocchio. This is a lot. This, this actually. Did you ever see the Animatrix? Did you ever see that by any chance? I don't know. So, um, obviously, you've seen the Matrix movies, and yeah. you already go into this world where like the machines have taken over, kind of thing. Yeah. But in the Animatrix, they do. Oh the yeah, yeah you're, you're talking about the um. The robot the uprising thing would be like the yes. yeah yes yes I have yeah, what you're talking about that whole thing stemmed from a case just like that yeah, where it, a robot was murdered and they held a trial and there was a pro robot side and anti robot side and I guess they ruled in against that it was an actual murder because yeah. the, it's a robot and that's when they moved on to do their own island and became they yeah. started zero one but yeah it's it's just as you're telling me this all I can think about is. The fucking robot from the Animatrix. I, uh, none of the like, none of this story is original, and like, I, the game is pretty. Yeah. From a like, from a, from like the things that make a movie visually good, like the graphics in this game, fucking great. The animation's pretty fucking good. The way stuff is framed and shot and presented, really well done. Hmm. But for a story-driven game, like this game is like this game is a movie you play kind of situation, it is not the best version of this story. It's a yeah. very David Cage version of this story. Yeah, I, I I'm enjoying it, but also like I have a sick enjoyment of David Cage games because I I love how secretly terrible they are. Like I I have my David Cage bingo board set up. <laughs> I'm here to see if there's any if there's any time like an explicit sexual act is used in a situation where it's like this didn't need to happen and it adds nothing but like you wanted to be shocking, didn't you, David Cage? <laughs> oh, David. Yeah, it's I, it is the best David Cage game though. I will give it that. Like it's if you were to make the argument that like an artist should um improve upon their works with every iteration, uh, Beyond Two Soul or Two Souls, whatever the fuck it was called was better than Heavy Rain, mm -hmm. and this is better than Beyond Two Souls. Okay. I, I I dislike this one the least out of all of them. Like, I maybe Indigo Prophecy is the best, but Indigo Prophecy is also 
the most actually still a video game of all of the of the kind of like David Cage-iness of things. So read into that what you will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, more on this. I'm still playing it, so no final thoughts yet. I, I, I suspect I will get to the end of this and go, yep. <laughs> but I don't know yet. That's what I've been up to since I broke my arm and stuff. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I did get a chance to dog sit your dog, which oh, was yeah. cool. So that happened uh, after we recorded the last podcast. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, she slept most of the time. Yeah, that's kind of that what she cool. does. Yeah, I kind of would check up every every once in a while. It was funny. Um, I had to sneak in a couple of pictures. Um, one of which actually upset you very much because you. What kind of man quote. Snapchat filters their dog? Another man's dog. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So, but it was it was it was perfect because I had walked over to like get the pictures ready, and in that time I was getting set up, your dog slowly started to stick out its tongue. So it had that like tongue sticking out, sleep derpy look, which was fucking hilarious and great. That's like sending so. pornography of your friend's wife to that friend and be like, "Look what <laughs> I found," and you're like, "Okay." Followed by, "Why were you looking for this?" <laughs> Explain yourself. Yeah. I thought it was cool and it was cute. I'm sorry, that's what it was. That's I I understand end. why you did what you did. I'm just. Making a joke out of the fact it's like, yeah, it's a little weird. Why? I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Although when you replied, like, what kind of man filters another man's dog? I thought that was kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, did that. I did listen to the carnival that was across the street, uh, which was hilarious. Uh, and their song selection was interesting. Yeah, that fucking hey. stealth carnival, man. Dude. What's hilarious about it is like this is this is like a, some sort of like church carnival from what I gather, and it's like they're playing like uh, Rebel Yell, uh, you know I think it was that Billy Joel I think yeah. that no uh, um fuck is that Billy Joel I thought that was like Poison or something no 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 it's definitely Billy Joel um but yeah they had songs like that and. They played, um, what was the one? You thought it was the Marilyn Manson version, but it was actually... Oh, uh, Personal Jesus or whatever? Yeah, Personal Jesus. I'm like, hmm, these are odd selections for a church oh, yeah. to play. They did not get less okay. weird. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, that, that that was interesting. I'll give you that. But, um, but yeah, so I ended up uh, listening to that, and that was kind of fun. It was part of the excitement of like just hearing what, see what they'd come up with. It was like, okay, what are they doing now? Okay, all right, all right. And it just got better and better. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was, that was all right. That was cool. That was a nice, uh, that, was, that was a Friday. Um, that was nice. Saturday and Sunday didn't really do much. Um, obviously getting sorted out with all the moving stuff. The move situation as far as moving our stuff is settled. So that's all taken care of. We're Whoop. just trying to finalize an apartment. I'm actually going to be going up to uh, Oregon next week. So dun, I'll be dun, leaving. Done. Just to go finalize any apartment stuff, and I have to do some, like, fingerprint stuff and, uh, you know, stuff I have to do in person for this new job. So, uh, I'm going to be heading out the second and then coming back some point soon. But, yeah, I'll be out there next week uh, just to get some stuff settled. But, yeah, it's, uh, huh, it's, it's going to be an adventure because I think it's also Mandy and I's first road trip. That'll be fun. Um, and then the week started to become pretty so, uh, 
today actually it's related to the news I got on Monday, but I had a friend of mine who passed away. Uh, he's a high school friend of mine. So it kind of sucked that that kind of news came. But I kid you not, this is not, I'm not making this up. Do you know what the name of my friend uh, friend was? No, what happened? Well, no, I said, do you know what his name is? Just think no, of, what? Yes, of all the of all the names. I give me where to go off of, man. Like it's a name you're pretty familiar with, and this podcast is pretty familiar with. Jeff. Yes. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> my friend who passed away uh, is is Jeff, not the Jeff of the podcast. Just to throw that out there for anybody thinking. I should go check. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Please go check. I, yeah, but um. Yeah, so uh, my, my buddy Jeff passed away this uh, past week. We're not really sure why, but uh, today I attended his viewing. So it was kind of, it was bittersweet because obviously it's a sad circumstance to be there. But at the same time, it was it was interesting to catch up with people in high school and old jobs that I hadn't seen in a long time. Because uh, he was a, a friend of mine from middle school, high school, and then we worked together for a while. So yeah, it was a little bittersweet, but um, yeah. It's it just that that plus some other stuff going on right now that's just kind of it's piled up. It, just to summarize it, it's been a rough week, yeah. and it was it was it was interesting because I had told like because Charlie and I always plan out the details for the podcast every week as part of our thing, and I was telling him, hey, we might have some problems recording on our normal record day because I have this going on, and he's like, well, I should probably mention that I broke my shoulders this weekend. I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, man, this week fucking. Oh yeah, so few people know I broke my arm. Yeah, so I'm like, this this is just a fucking week. But uh, yeah, um, I do have, like I said, even though it's been a rough week, there were some highlights. I finally got God of War, so that's that's kind of cool. I, I got a chance to play a little bit of it over when I was uh, dog sitting, uh, for Charlie, and that was it. it that game is fucking pretty, like. I didn't re- like. I obviously you watch the YouTube, some of the YouTube stuff and whatnot, and you see the trailers. But, geez, actually playing it, that game is fucking pretty. It's a pretty good like, game, isn't it? Yeah, like even 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 as a pretty good game visually, that game is fucking pretty. Like, wow. Uh, so I can't wait to play through it. I'm actually probably gonna do a good chunk of that tomorrow. Uh, during my twelve hour mini marathon that I'm gonna be doing. Uh, I haven't really posted much about it because I wasn't even too sure if I was going to do it this week. But uh, for now, I'm just going to go ahead and start it up tomorrow after class and all that. And then uh, 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. It'll already be done by the time this podcast goes up, but I've been talking about it uh, yeah. for a little while now. More but, on yeah. it next week. Yes. Um, and also, um, so I think some of these dolphins that we talked about last week uh, are starting to infiltrate the United States. Just to throw it out there because we had a new hire and I'm pretty sure he's a he's a fishy looking fella. If anybody goes to my Instagram or whatnot. Don't make references to your social media people have to I keep am. up with to know your bad shitty joke. Okay, so No no, I'm I gonna ruin this okay. for you. Someone put an inflatable dolphin in a cubicle where Alex works. That's the story. Do not let his lies influence you. He's going to make pun oh, okay. after pun. Lots of fish jokes. Lots of dolphin no, jokes. No, no, I am no, stopping no, no, him no. right you here. Take this. You're not taking this from me. Oh, I will. I. You can edit this shit in post. I'm talking about it right now. And uh, I will. <laughs> but uh, considering the whole week situation and whatnot, I was walking through Albertsons on my... Uh, uh, well, 
yeah, I, I go Albertsons, and I happen to see that they had inflatable summer aisle stuff already out, and I saw a bunch of fucking inflated dolphins and whales and manta rays, and I was like, you know what would be fucking hilarious? If I walked with a giant inflatable dolphin through work. So I went on the head. See, how is was- this funny? How is this actually funny? Like, where's the joke? The joke is people would see something that's completely out of the ordinary, and my seeing their reaction is funny to me. That's the joke, Charlie. Yeah, so easily amused. I am at, it was $7 well fucking spent. So, uh, yeah, so I ended up picking it up, walked through uh, work, and took it up to the top floor where I, I'm set up at, and walked right into the office and just put it in somebody else's cubicle who wasn't there. We gave it a shirt, we put a headset on it, and it sat there for the rest of the day. And in fact, is still there at work right now. Uh, as of this recording, because uh, I was like, ah, fuck it. it, I need some sort of amusement this week, and it was my, I'll just do this. So it was funny though at the end because we have a cleaning lady who comes in and cleans the building. Like, well, there's a, a lot of them that come by and do a lot of cleaning for the building because it's a large building we work in. And I guess she, obviously she didn't see the dolphin there, so she turns over as she's picking up the trash cans and she freaks the fuck out because she didn't expect to see a dolphin sitting in the cubicle, which I thought was hilarious. I didn't mean to scare her, but it just turned out to be a thing. See, maybe I'd find this funnier if it wasn't a blatant ripoff of a joke we played in my office recently. Did you? I didn't know you did that. Did I tell you about the tent? No. Oh, so we um, built a tent in the middle of our office, and uh, so we have two offices for my company, and the other office, we have little cameras that kind of let you see people in the other office, just so you can call them if need be, and we aimed the camera at the tent. And they're on the East Coast. It's a three-hour time zone difference. And they had no fucking clue what the fuck was going on. And we just kind of left the tent in there all day. Mm-hmm. And they called, like, what the fuck's up the tent? What tent? See, that's a joke. That's actually funny. <laughs> See, I didn't know that story beforehand. So now I feel like I did rip you off in a way. Yeah, well, you did. Well, actually, it doesn't count. It doesn't count because I didn't know about it prior to this. You can be, you can be a ripoff at kind of without your knowledge. That's true, but... Doesn't ripoff include intent in a way? No, or I could, being aware of a ripoff. I could technically sue you for intellect for stealing my intellectual property. Maybe it's not quite a direct copy, but it's definitely probably falls in the realm of copyright. Mm-hmm. It's similar enough to something I did that I can probably claim ownership of it. Uh, well, you can go ahead and claim it if you want. <laughs> Just tying this back to last week's stuff. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much been my week, man. I'm just. I I was tapped out yeah. this week, and it's just it's just kind of dragged on. Yeah, when you were texting me saying like maybe we won't get to do a week this a podcast this week, I'm like, I kind of need to do a podcast this week. Yeah, I mean, if my thing is like as long as we work around certain schedules, because yeah. like right now it's starting to get really busy with like seeing people before we move kind of yeah. thing. And, but yeah, I mean, as long as we're pretty flexible, on yes. that, we're we're okay. I'll even. Uh, you know, try to adjust here and there, but... Oh, no, I meant yeah. more it's just kind of nice to have this time once a week, because the podcast and that's sane and hasn't fucked my life over recently. The podcast yeah. has not broken a bone in my body yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, true. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad we ended up doing it after all, so... And there was some good news to, uh, to kind of go over, I think. There's some, there's some good stuff to go over this week, so... Yeah. And it's nice to kind of like I, I to be honest like I almost was like hey dude let's let's just let's just bypass this week I'm glad I did we persevere or, we persevere yes 
So anybody who thinks we're not dedicated, you just remember episode 107, both of us had shitty weeks and we we're still... Charlie was literally at half arm capacity. <laughs> he podcasted with one hand. Yeah, no, you're you're a troop. Nah, <laughs> I muscle through. I like, I'm more annoyed. It's taking me longer to bounce back. Listen, last time I broke a bone, I walked on it for like eight or twelve hours. I walked into the hospital. It's like I think my leg is broken, and they went to class the next day. This is all like, no, my shoulder. I can't sleep, and I'm in discomfort all the time. I don't even have to walk on it. God gave you two hands, so if one cracked out, you could still choke your enemies out. <laughs> I don't know. That's why you've that's why you've got a forearm. Kind of just press on people's back. I, I, I just had a month the other day where I'm like, could I choke someone out with my arm in the current condition? Yeah, I could. Yep. Fucking <laughs> use that thing as a weapon. Just flail that shit. Make a fist <laughs> and flail it. Wrap it around <laughs> someone's neck and use it as a nutcracker. So news? Yeah, I think it's time to jump in the news. We're good with that. So news. There we go. I guess we'll start off kind of with this melancholy train. We'll start off with the saddest news of this week. Um, yeah. We kind of ta- we touched on this some um, a couple weeks ago, but um, John Total Biscuit Bain has unfortunately passed. Uh, he's he is uh, dead at thirty three. I not to sound yeah. totally insensitive, but uh, we talked about this a couple like month back or so and this is not that long ago yeah like, like two weeks ago even it's not a giant it's not a monumental surprise given the sudden kind of decline in his health but for mm-hmm. some it was a bit of a shock because he did quote say i was feeling better but at the same time um fun fact about people dying from cancer typically often before you know i'm not gonna say typically because i'm no doctor again but very frequently before someone passes away from something like that their body starts releasing chemicals that actually eases their passing, so they're not in pain at the very end. So huh. recovery can actually be a sign that you are not about to make it. Man, I sound Ooh. sensitive on this one. Yeah, that's a little morbid. Yeah. I... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Total Biscuit, we shall remember you as one of the kind of the original great YouTubers. Yeah, and of course, you know, uh, at least from my end, for sure, condolences to uh, yeah, his uh... family, you know. Condolences to all that are negatively affected by this, and any fuckers out there that are still making YouTube channels about, or fucking videos or whatever, about why Total Biscuit deserved to get cancer, fuck off and die. Yeah, I'm on that train. You people are scum, I will treat you as such. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, moving on from that to something that's, I guess, not surprising, but kind of a, an upbeat note. Um... Nintendo has filed some patents for the Nintendo 64 that kind of resemble the stuff they filed in past for the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo for their various kind of mini consoles that hint at there maybe being a Nintendo 64 mini on the way. Yep. I, I, I already fucking knew it. We talked about this too recently, oh, which is yeah, why they, no. they didn't make the virtual console because they can keep selling these fucking pieces of hardware yeah. that is dirt cheap and fucking cash in. And you know what? People will line up through the fucking yeah. door to buy this shit. Yeah, I I just want the games on my Switch, brah. Yeah, you know what? Best I can do is another mini console. Yeah, I haven't bought any of them yet because I've been like, oh, that'd be super cool to play again. Or so, not, I don't care anymore. So on the record, we're, or in the speed we're going right now, um, we should have a GameCube mini next year. Um, and then a couple months after that, we will have the uh, Wii Mini, 
uh, you know, to be in true fashion, even though these games are all digital for the Wii Mini, you can buy the console again and regret your decision and remember the nostalgia of the fact that you buy the fucking Wii. Um, and then I release... <laughs> think GameCube is as far as they go. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I, I mean, realistic, realistically, I know they would. Like, I get that. Nintendo but... 64 might actually be as far as they go. No, they'll definitely do the GameCube. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh... And, and not and not and not dick ride the number of fucking Smash fanboys for fucking melee. Are you kidding me? Um, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I. I'm not convinced Melee makes that list, in all honesty, given Nintendo's previous choosing patterns. I, I, that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm really thinking, like, if they do go further, it's gonna be the, uh, the GameCube, and that'll be that. So hear me out on this one. Um, I only say they don't do that one because there is still a fairly available piece of technology out there that plays GameCube games. What what is this? The, the GameCube? The Wii. Oh, but the Wii—they stopped making the Wii already. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna cut into that. But I, I, I think the fact that you can still you you can still actively buy something that plays GameCube games is something they are aware of. Like you can't buy it new, but like part of the sell for these things are where the fuck do you get a replacement game a Nintendo sixty four at this point? Like, there are ways of playing GameCube stuff out there. Like, the world is lousy with Wiis, and they are cheap, and they will fucking play GameCube games. Yeah, but do those do those support the GameCube controllers? Yeah. Oh, is it with the same adapter for the Wii U and all? Yeah, that? you can. I think for some reason, I think you could also like so the uh, the adapter for the Wii U is the one for the Wii. Okay. And I think like to take it one step back. I think you can fucking plug GameCube controllers into the the Wii uh, the Wii controllers. Like I'm almost positive there was a port in the Wii for um GameCube controllers. I mean that would make sense, but dude, it's Nintendo will find a way. To oh no, it's that's it. to- uh, yeah, there were totally fucking ports in the Wii for GameCube controllers. Okay, there was four ports in the Wii for GameCube controllers. Maybe not all of them, but like a yeah. Like th- th- there's also totally a cable you can use to plug a GameCube controller into the um the Wii Waggle thing, the Wii Stick. Okay. Like yeah, no, I I totally remember doing this. Yeah, it, you can. T- yeah, yes, because that's I think that's how they occasionally play Smash at tournaments now too. Are you sure? Because I always see them having to use the CRTs because. They have the actual GameCube console. Remember, the Wii was also CRT. The wait, the Wii was CRT only. Yeah, you had to, the the red one, the Mario color one, was the only HDMI one. Ah, okay. I don't think I'm making like maybe you could buy an adapter, but like I'm pretty sure the Wii was just CRT. But I mean, at the same time though, they can cash in on all that. Hey, here's another copy of the the game integrated into the console. See, and maybe this is where I differ from you. I don't, like, you swim in circles that people still give a fuck about Melee. I I think it's one of those ones where you crunch the numbers of, like, hey, Melee fanboys, is this viable on that numbers alone? No. And, like, beyond that, what games do you put on a mini, ga- a mini um, GameCube? Let me see. Obviously Smash would be there. 
Okay, you got Smash. I asked you that. Other than Smash, what do you put on a mini GameCube? Uh, didn't they have a Bayonetta come out for for? Nope. No, even in Japan. Nope. Okay, so how about uh, was it uh, Wind Waker? For available sure, on longer. HD on HD versions available for the Wii U, and I think it's also now available for the Switch. Is it for the Switch? Okay. I don't That's know. Cool. I. I know a re-release of that exists out there already. That's better. At that that fixes that version of the game. Okay. Um. Uh. Maybe release Ocarina of Time and Master Quest because I know they did that when you pre when you bought something like it was a re-release of Ocarina of Time for the GameCube. You also got Master Quest as part of the disc. I think that got. Oh, no, no. I bought that. I maybe for like the DS. No, because I know they had one that was a disc format. A yeah, I know, I know. Ago. I think they, I think they, they did an Ocarina of Time remaster like recently ish. Okay. Well, I know they did it for the um, it's for the the handheld one, the really small one. Yeah, the the DS. Yeah. Um, cube. I'm not sure. No, now that you think about it, or now that you mention it, Mario Kart for sure would be on there. What you mean uh, double? You mean double dash? The like one of the more reviled versions of um fucking Mario Kart. Yeah, don't leave it. Uh, don't leave it. Um, <laughs> don't leave it past Nintendo to fucking put that on there. That's I. I'm just pointing out it's not a beloved version of Mario Kart. That's all. Okay. Um, I don't fucking know actually because I think the only thing that GameCube was really used for after, as far as I know, was fucking Smash. I that console does not have a great legacy. Like, I there's some rare games like Piano Eight or Piano like PN some number oh three oh eight. I don't know that like. That has a pretty good legacy attached to it. Um, there's like a weird Star Fox adventure game on it where you like fucking hunt down dinosaurs and shit. Like that's that's a thing. Like the original Animal Crossing was on there, but at the same time, like it's very hard to go back to like a generation older an- Animal Crossing, let alone the original Animal Crossing. Like I owned a GameCube. Like what are you gonna do? Put Soul Calibur two with Link on that shit? Like that's. That's like maybe one of the only things that are actually good on there. That wouldn't be too bad, actually. I'd be down to play yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't think of anything else for the game. Yeah, I, Nintendo sixty four. I can definitely see a bunch of games. I, I also think, from a price standpoint, like from a like from a reproducible controller standpoint, it gets expensive with the GameCube. Because mm-hmm. then there's rumble and multiple joysticks and more buttons. Like it, the NES and the Super Nintendo were cheap because it was just buttons and a D pad. GameCube is more buttons, a D-pad, and a joystick. Like, it's still on the cheaper end of the spectrum, and maybe you have a fucking ton of those suckers lying around if you're Nintendo, but GameCube's where every part of it gets expensive. Okay. Or maybe that's where they'll start to cut off for a virtual console at some point? I, 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 as a Switch owner, I am continually miffed by the fact that there isn't a just fucking digital download version of the, like, buy the Super Nintendo collection for your Switch for the exact same price as the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Hell, you could charge $5 more, and I think I'd still be okay with it. Because mm. then I don't have to have another thing hooked up to my TV, and it's not a stupid piece of plastic. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Nintendo does at this point. Yeah. Moving on from that to some more Nintendo news. I don't remember how many weeks ago it was that we talked about this, but... Remember that whole hacking thing we t- we covered? Which hacking thing? Where someone basically broke that thing's firmware wide open. That's right. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh. So 
it has begun to become a problem. Uh, it is starting to affect online Switch games. Yeah, I specifically heard it was affecting, Splatoon. Uh, Splatoon. Yeah, that's what it was. The only game on that thing worth playing multiplayer for. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, even would Mario Kart be affected by this? Potentially, I mean, yeah. It, but it remember, like Splatoon is the shooter thing. It's the one that, like, not saying people don't care about Mario Kart. But if you're gonna fucking cheat at a game, do Splatoon. That's, that's true. Yeah. All right. It's that. It's got that that game feel of the shooter where you can really fuck with somebody. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that fucking sucks. It didn't take that long either. Like I <laughs> never does. It never occurred to me either that like once they're able to, I figured, oh hey, you can hack the OS. Okay, that's kind of cool. It never once occurred to me they would upload like cheats for the game. Yeah. So that's gonna fucking suck for because that's. Here's the shitty part about that. If, if I remember correctly from our previous discussion, it's a hardware exploit that yeah, can't it's, be patched out. Yeah, it's it's very much in there. Yeah, it's... Jeez, that fucking sucks. They can't even... All they can do is just ban, but... Yeah, other than that, that's... Oh, man. I even I just thought about that. That fucking sucks. So. Yeah. Uh, is, is Splatoon the big one right now? Only that's being... I mean... It's the Switch, like... What are you going to do? Go cheat at arms? Why the fuck would you cheat at arms? Because ranking online, bro. There's even ranking. There's no ranking, is it? Don't know. Oh, I, but, like, this is also Nintendo. They don't do online play all that great to begin with. Yeah. Like, I don't think this game even has banned tools in it. Oh, no! <laughs> no that's gonna... Oh! Like, I, I don't think you can report people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess last for Nintendo, this could move on to them. Uh, how would you feel, Alex, if I told you you could buy a um, slightly cheaper version of the Switch, that is the Switch, uh-huh. just the Switch that doesn't come packaged with a dock? Um, I'd probably buy some sort of third-party dock at some point. Well, you shouldn't do that because those things are causing them to like explode and bend and have all kinds of other problems. Could I buy a dock later on directly from Nintendo? You can. Then I I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to it, I guess, but this kind of suck. Well, so Nintendo's begun selling a Switch in Japan that comes without the um, extravagant frivolities of a dock, an HDMI cable, or um, maybe this is the big one, a charging cable. That's where I draw the line. Like, how are you going to sell it without a fucking charger? Oh, but it's the Switch. It's the second Switch for you that already own one. It's the dock-free oh, version. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, but it's like, okay. Uh, that's... No, 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 no. You, Nintendo. No, 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 no. There's no way of charging this thing because you only have one charger still because one of the, the charger plugs into the dock, meaning, like, are you going to fucking hot swap this shit to charge them? Yeah, no. I, yeah, I stand by what I said. The yeah. hard cutoff is the fucking... How do you sell that charger? Like, that's like Apple going, hey, we're selling a cheaper version of the iPhone X, but you get uh, no charger, no cable, and you've got about 20% battery when you turn it on and, and start setting it up. Good luck! Oh, and by the way, if you try to use any third-party cables, uh, your phone will explode. Yeah. Oh, God damn you, Nintendo. It's so hard to love you when you do shit like this. And you know what's sad? You know what really hurts me at my core with this whole situation? 
it's gonna fucking sell. Probably. Ugh. Well, so, and, like, I guess and this is kind of a big stretch. Like, if you owned a Switch and, like, broke a Switch and didn't want to, like, go through the hassle of repairing it or whatever, this is the solution for you. Ah, that's a very specific solution to have a, a fix for on the market, though. Yep. Uh, I you know what? Can, can we put a reminder somewhere that like a month from now, I want to see how the sales are on this fucking version of it. Sure. And see how many of these things fucking sold because I'm gonna be really depressed if it sells really fucking well. I I think it will do better than it should. Like the reality is, a bunch of uh, fucking the switch has some problems. Like you at third party uh, chargers for that thing can also cause problems. But yeah, I heard about some of those. Yeah. But it's I mean it. It's interesting, though, because, like, I have, you know, USB-C cables for my phone, so technically those would work for that, but... Yeah, except no, they don't. They don't. That's the problem. Oh, they'll plug it in, they might charge it, but that's where the problem lies. If they require a weirdly specific, I guess, like, converter or something, like, it's something in the, what actually plugs into the wall part of it, that's important. Uh, ah, okay. I'm surprised because I've seen a few of those that are compatible for... Oh, I, I have a third-party Switch one that I made sure, like, every piece of documentation on that thing was the same as my, like, one that came in the box one. Yeah. Like, I, despite the safety quote of USB-C, apparently, like, when it comes to the Switch, not all USB-C is created equal. So I actually lied when I said that was the last piece of Switch news we have. We have one last piece of Switch news, and it's kind of weird. Um, so, uh, Resident Evil 7 is coming to the Switch in Japan later this week. I think it'll be out, the, and that's a pretty big-ass game for the Switch, wouldn't you agree? That is a pretty good big game, yeah. No, that... What if I told you from a size standpoint, you only have to install 45 megabytes of that game file to your Switch? Uh, I'd say you're talking crazy talk, Charlie. Well, so I am, that's actually what they're doing, but then the idea is that you will stream via cloud the game it's going to cost you about 20 bucks for the right to do this and it will require really fast and connected internet now um sure our fun we had setting up my switch at one point alex <laughs> i have taken my switch to a variety of hotels and places and offices and houses that all in theory have really good fast internet that thing is sucky at internet. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is out in Japan by the time you're hearing this, so maybe we'll have a follow-up on this next week. It's being called Cloud Version. No official release on the U.S., but the fact that someone's even trying to do this on the Switch, it's like, really? Okay, is this the solution to this hardware is not powerful? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what that tells me. Yep, Shit. as it should. It's not a great look. Not a great look at all. <laughs> Speaking of not a great look, uh, this is probably my favorite piece of news this week because there is just no defense against this one. Um, I think we talked about this literally last week, maybe two weeks ago at this point. Uh, remember Valve's that kind of make it so you can use your phone as a Steam Link um, device? Yes, I remember that. So uh, Apple has blocked the uh, Valve Steam Link app because of it, because it has business conflicts. Uh, huh. what a 
fucking shocked. And you quote, it's business conflicts, uh, conflicts with app guidelines. What? So, uh, what's the right word for this? So, on a, at, from an Apple perspective, I'm sure the claim is that it now suddenly allows a variety of games to be played on a Apple product that have not gone through any type of certification or whatever or stamp of quality or rating or review of any kind from what Apple's standpoint is. Which, from a business standpoint, uh, it's a stretch, but I get it. Like, uh, Mobile has had a hard time with a variety of games on there being like, stealth other things or just like the home uh, contains microtransactions or after uh, after purchase purchases is a this could this if you're apple you could make the claim this is yet another kind of shitstorm controversy that could land at their feet Mm -hmm. as charlie ammerman cynical video game enthusiast and person with a podcast Apple realizes this is going to cut the shit out of their sale budget when it comes to games. Because you know what mobile games look shitty compared to? Actual-ass video games. And a bunch of the mobile games that Apple has on their platform are are ports of actual-ass video games. And imagine if Valve started being like, hey, you're you're on the Apple device. Let's just use the fucking controls someone developed for that port directly. Or who cares? Like, if you could buy, like, the Apple version of a game versus the Steam version of a game, you're gonna buy the Steam version of that game. Yeah. Well, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Huh. Steam is, uh, a Valve has applied for a kind of uh, petition against this, but I-, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Yeah, I don't think it is either, to be honest with yep. you. That's... They're, they're, they're fighting an uphill battle on that one. I, yeah. Oh, this is my favorite one where it's like, oh, Apple, this is not a good look. But I understand why you did it, but oh, so not a good look. But then again, Apple doesn't give a shit. At the end of the day, genuinely, Apple does not give a shit. As they're someone who does not give a shit on a, lot of, on a lot of topics, here's the issue. Eventually, you do find yourself having to give a shit. And... If you've made a career of not giving a shit, it is really hard for people to give a shit when you start giving a shit. Like that is a, that is not a transition that swings well. And I, I think Al, I think Apple's kind of no fucks given, we do what we want policy is starting to wear on people. Like the re- the reception to their last laptop was bad because it's like, look what we did. We didn't want this. We don't give. We don't care what you want. Actually, you do because no one's fucking buying it. Well, yeah. Yo, we took the um audio jack out of your phone, out of the phones. Why are people still mad about this? I'm still mad about that. You should shit be because it's now affecting other fucking yeah. phones, like the Pixel Two. I that was a fucking deal breaker for yeah. me. So, uh, actually, speaking of which, I ended up getting a OnePlus Six recently, but I'll talk about that one. But yeah, yeah, sure. duh. but yeah, no, Apple's always done their own thing. And, like, no, and people that's... will get mad. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The headphone jack has continued to be out. People have still complained about it. But you know what? People still buy their shit. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's the... You can get away with enough not giving a shit. But eventually, you don't care enough that people go, nah, fuck that. Like, it's the one or two things you can get away with. 30 or 40 things, it starts to not be great. And the reality of it, too, is, like, you now have a bunch of people that are looking at phones going, oh... 
it's another platform for my games. Like, this is now a weird consideration for some people. Okay. Like, I'm not one of them. I don't think you're one of them. But, like, imagine if you had a fucking giant-ass Steam library, and it's like, well, I'm buying a new phone anyway. I have an Apple phone, but hey... Fucking razors out there doing like squat thrusts, going like we made a phone that runs Steam good. Fucking jacking a controller and go, motherfucker! You're like, oh, cool, mobile gaming, neat. <laughs> it's not really what they're selling, but it's enough of what they're selling. That you could be like, oh, it's oh, a phone for gamers. You say? I'm still waiting for Valve to release their own iOS for a phone, but that's a separate topic. Don't don't doubt him. The Valve phone. Yeah, I get. I mean, you already have Razer who did it. Yeah, but Razer's still running Android, technically. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't make phones. I guess kind of speaking of Steam, let's make a jump to our next uh, news topic, which I find this one funny and kind of telling, and we're going to get to why I find this one ent- interesting and worth, uh, worthy of the news after we uh, introduce it. Uh, so um, have you been following uh, Steam's kind of rocky relationship with... Um, adult video games. I don't mean every game. I mean, like, like porn video games and shit. The anime waifu ones? Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, I've been following. I still, like, I'm aware of that. Yeah, but well, so what do you know about that whole kind of relationship? Uh, I just know it's a fucking thing, and it's weird to me. Okay, so at its kind of, at its core, basically, it's Valve doesn't want to sell porn games on their platform, and... They have every right to make that stance, so there's been kind of, like, depending on the game, some would sneak through occasionally, and then they get caught, and the ultimate solution for many was you would sell a cleaned-up version of your game, and then from a website offer a free patch that, like, put that porn shit back in. Okay. And that kind of worked for a long time, but I guess in a recent kind of move uh, to clean up the platform, some Valve pushed a bunch of these people off, or threatened to, and uh, uh, the one kind of one of the big publishers of these games, the visual novel ones, caught on manga uh, manga gamer, is making the jump to GOG, and GOG is on several occasions established they don't give a fuck. No, they don't. But that's kind of it works for them. Yeah. Well, people gotta have their anime waifus. Yeah, I... that's that's a necessity. We're if if theme won't be the the dope man for their for their waifus. Cog will step in and be like, hey, I got some waifus here. Yeah. Peter Wright. And and Cog will backhand you if they need to. Yeah, they're happy to pimp out anime waifus. Yeah, and I think the difference is, like, Gog doesn't have the same image Steam does. Like, Gog is very okay being like, you want to buy some video games? We got video games. Come get any video game you want. We're not as convenient as, as the, as the uh, Steam platform is, but we got games, motherfucker. And we got them HDR free. You want to actually own that game? We can do that. So here's my next question. Did this only become an issue once somebody complained about the anime games? Because, I mean, for a company that's doing this because they care about their image, they sure as shit had no problem with the gambling situation going on with their skin stuff That's for a long time. And I think it's one of those ones where that was the how big an issue was it and it only became a big issue when it got caught. Like, the reality is... If you're Valve, you care infinitely more about what's going on in your platform what's going on utilizing your platform. Because you can be like, we didn't know they were fucking gambling with skins on our platform. Hey, we didn't like we didn't know there was porn games. Well, you listed porn games and you made money off porn games is a much harder 
thing to get out from under. Okay. Uh, and I like the article goes on the top of the my source list talks about how like the the move to Gog is not just because of this, but this is kind of the final straw. And the reality is, if you look at kind of the broader spectrum of where Valve is at this point, being a smaller publisher developer on that platform is getting hard. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially with the re- the removal of uh of what was it uh oh god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Greenlight. There it is. That's what it was. Yeah. Like I. Being small on Steam and getting discovered, like there are too many games on Steam, and there are too many games showing up every day on Steam. It's just impossibly easy to get buried. And then, like you had the recent thing that happened, where like some like bullshit trash game wound up in like the top four games being played right now bracket or something, and the developers were like, "What the fuck's going on? We should never be there. We have a very small specific audience." Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess kudos to them because they're trying to be consciously aware about it at the end of the day. I mean, it is their platform, yeah. their choice kind of thing. But No, it's one of those things where kind of it's the, like, why do I care about porn games? I don't buy porn games. I don't. But this is kind of a bizarre, semi-important trend that's worth keeping track of in the broader spectrum of, like, like will this make GOG a competitor would seem directly like on that same level? No. But if GOG establishes themselves as the we got less rules platform, there's a market mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that makes sense. I guess speaking of there's a market for that. Yakuza three, four, and five getting remastered for PS4. Soon you'll be able to play the entire uh Kiru saga on the PS4. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you wanted to get your uh your Yakuza fixed, there you go, boys and I- girls. As someone who thinks you should play all of the Yakuza games in order to kind of get the real gist of what those games are about, I'm excited about this shit, especially because this implies there'll be like a fucking Yakuza Kiryu box set at some point that I would be totally down to buy because that thing sounds nuts. Mm-hmm. They're getting full kind of uh, HD remasters, 60 frames a second. So yeah, eat your heart out, Yakuza fans. I I may once I finally beat God of War, uh, I may finally try that the Yakuza series. I they are a, uh, I love Yakuza. It is not for everyone. It's a speaking of niche audiences. It is a somewhat niche game, if you will. But if you have the passion, they're quite good. Mm-hmm. The burning vigor, one might say. Okay, indeed. Um. Moving on from that, we got some kind of small Telltale news. Uh, the Wolf Among Us, one of the better Telltale games out there, I'd probably say top three, has a second season coming finally. Oh, This was the second kind of big Telltale game to come out. It came right out after Walking Dead Season 2, I want to say. It's uh, Big B's Return. It's coming out uh, 2019. It's based off the Fable games. If you've not played the first one, it's pretty fun. It's a cool game. Uh, of the Telltale stuff, it's some of the better stuff, definitely. Well, I've always heard good things about The Wolf Among Us, so yeah, cool see, I guess. If I was going to rank Telltale games, I would say the Batman ones. I'm considering them one series of those two of them. Like The two Batman games are number one. Borderlands is number two, probably. And um, Wolf Among Us is easily number three. Okay. Like I, I think all of The Walking Dead ones are kind of bad. The Game of Thrones one is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the uh, reviews look like. Yeah, I, 
not much more to say on that one except it's coming. Get hyped or don't. Your choice. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, we got some Battlefield Five updates. Uh huh. Did you see that trailer? I have not seen the trailer yet. I, I heard they go it's... back to World War Two, just like every other game. Yeah, but at the same time, distinguish themselves from World War Two. Some there's some style in that trailer. Uh-huh. And that rolls into the news, which is that Battlefield Five will have a premium real-world currency kind of thing. But it's only okay. going to be for cosmetic items that will be offered for sale in the game. There will be no loot boxes. There will be no season passes, meaning maps will be free. This is basically kind of the, um, what's the right word for it? The Overwatch or uh, Fortnite model. Like, it's like someone there finally said... What if we just sell things people want to buy and make a game people want to play so you want to buy stuff for that game you're playing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, as much as I as we shit on EA, and I know I have in particular, this is very much, I think, a step in the right direction, and I have to take my hat off to EA for choosing to go this route. Yeah. Because it, this model works. I mean, look at Fortnite. That game is free. Like you were like you were saying, oh, the battle royale version is free. The the mode people care about is free. But people spend a lot of fucking yep. money, myself included. That game is a financial success. Yes. So kudos to EA. Now, if they can just promise us that this is what they'll do with Anthem, I'm in. So then that's why this is important news. So I guess to kind of continue along this path some there will be a so there will be a grind currency, if you will, that you can use to that you will get by playing the game, as there should be. And yeah. uh, Battlefield Hydra will come with a unexpected level of customization. Um, the you're gonna have a stable basically of your own soldiers with weapons and vehicles, and they're gonna have unique faces and paint and clothing and all that jazz. So, well, this is great. Yeah. Like, well, so and. Like I said, Oh, go ahead. And so, like, and if you if you've watched the kind of reveal trailer for this, there's some style in that trailer. There's a fucking sniper lady who has like a fucking prosthetic arm. That my only complaint for that is, it should be a grappling hook arm, not some weird claw arm. But I think like that's just me. Uh huh. I the style looks cool. Like it's very much a World War II game and very much a battlefield game, but it's got like a bizarre level of personality to it that I'm like, this is fitting. And I kind of dig it. Where, like, Battlefield 1 was, like, gritty and horrible and being like, yeah, war sucks. This is like, nah, you've played a Battlefield game before. This is the one with vehicles and machine guns, and it's World War II. We get it. Like, we can have a little bit of fun with this. Yeah. It's kind of cool looking. And, like, to all you people out there being all like, oh, no, there's a woman in my Battlefield 5. There were women in Battlefield 5. There was a famous sniper lady. She was a badass. And if you're going to be upset about this... Go I haven't heard anybody... Oh, be people are fucking pissed thing? about this. Really? It's a goddamn game! Fucking yeah. A, people! Yeah. Like, I'd be with you if she if it was like, oh, we're putting, like, bikini girls in the game. Like, that's not historically accurate. But no, the one female character they've shown off in that game, which I'm assuming you can make in the kind of custom stuff it's a pretty cool ass sniper lady like it's like man she's got a fucking hook hand that's bitchin at the end of the day it's your cosmetics build whatever the yeah. fuck makes you happy because at the end of the day 
you're staring at that character for some time. Yeah. And you want to look cool. Like, like I swear to God, you can, if you want to look like a Justin Bieber knockoff with Swag Daddy on the back of your fucking jacket. Maybe uh, keep that out of World shit. War II, man. I don't want to see that in World War II. No, but like, no. Some dude in a cool bomber jacket that reads like Death Dealer on the back of it. I could be down with that. Yeah, like, but I cool, would like yeah. to see something. Like, I'd like to see something like Swag Daddy. Yeah. That'd be cool. Give everyone a choice. But here's the thing. If you're going to get mad that they had a female character in the fucking game, don't don't buy the game. Stay mad yeah. and just go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, look, I would honestly make a female character because female characters are fucking cool sometimes. Like I like the idea of a female assassin or some sort of sniper, you know, thing. And it and technically it's accurate. There female was tanks female are sniper. rad. That's why Zarya's yeah. cool. Exactly. So, uh God, the fact that this became an issue is so annoying because, like, uh, at the end of the day, don't care. Like, do what makes you happy. And bitching about this on the internet makes these people happy, apparently. Uh, well, I, for one, look forward to EA's direction right now. This is looking good. Yeah, this is like a... And this I like. This is very much a breath of fresh air. And I, like I said, I, I, I gave him a lot of shit for Battlefront. Yep. And, you know... Well, like, so, and, I, like, a, not to defend Battlefront for a second, but, like... If you read into what was said about some of the shit that went down on Battlefront, they wanted to do something similar to this, and Disney was like, no. Really? Yeah, like, they're... I think we talked about this maybe too briefly for you to catch it, but, like, someone uncovered, like, a customization system in Battlefront's code for, like, hey, customize your Stormtrooper and shit. Like, th that cosmetic... The, those microtransactions I've said before, I'm okay with, like, it... Maybe the reason that system was so bad was because they got stuck pulling that thing out of their ass at the last minute. Like, mm. not defending it, but if you look at it through that lens, it makes, like, it's shitty, you shouldn't do it, but it makes sense. Hmm. Well, with stuff that they have more yeah. control over, this is a great direction. Yes. And I really hope this is a trend, because I would be happy to support EA if this is the route they uh, go. If, if this, it's one of those things where it's like... <sighs> If this is an anthem, I will be okay with that. Why? Because I'm okay with it in Warframe, where it fucking works effortlessly. It's such a good system. Like, it's... In-game items, specifically cosmetic, aren't bad at the end of the day. Like, it's... Why are people mad at the Destiny 2 one? Because it's only loot boxes, really. Yeah. That's why it sucks. And, yeah, you can buy some stuff specifically, but it's mostly fucking loot boxes. Like, that... That game has a weird emphasis on loot boxes that aren't great. Well, Destiny 2 has already fucked itself as far as I'm concerned. Like, I, literally, it just... I don't know where they're going yeah. with it. And frankly, like as somebody who was really excited to play it yeah. on PC, I, I don't have... Yeah. Like, it, it was easy enough for a game I don't have to pay for monthly anymore. It's easy enough for me to be like, you know what? I don't have to play this game. Oh, no. And like other games I can play. This news makes me look at Anthem and go, okay, cool. EA's good at making shooters. That's really a shooter. What will Anthem be like? Yeah. But we'll uh, see. Yeah. If it, Anthem, it, well, EA, if you're listening, if there's anybody from EA who listens to this podcast and would like to kind of just chime in, I would like to formally say that you guys are fucking killing it. I'd love to speak to you and let you know that with this situation, you're killing it on the podcast. It'd be really cool. And if you want to let us do some beta testing for Anthem, we won't say no to it. We're happy to talk about it. 
I'm just pimping us out at this point. I'm okay with this plan. <laughs> Do yeah, it. No. Yeah, look, if somehow this gets a hold of somebody with EA, we would love to give you guys kudos. Granted, we're too fucking nobody on the internet. Only if you deserve said kudos, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. In this we situation, can't be they bought absolutely... for small amounts of money. But in this situation, they absolutely fucking deserve yeah, it. Yeah, no, but that's that's how you roll out fucking yeah. DLC stuff like that, like or or, or pay stuff. Yeah, like, that works. And I guarantee you, if I do buy Battlefield Five, because I mean Battlefield Five is kind of a given thing. Like I like to play with friends, so if I don't have any friends who are playing it, it's a little bit harder for me. I would be glad to spend money for cosmetics so I can have a bitch and hook arm. Yeah, and I want a, a fucking bomber jacket on the back that says bitch and hook arm. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, kudos, EA. Definitely, uh, we give you a lot of shit, but when you guys deserve to have some kudos, you definitely deserve that, too. To yeah, get, like, this to is, get them, so. this is a nice direction to see. Yes, so, thank you, EA. I look forward to seeing the conclusion of this Battlefield Five fun stuff. Don't fuck it up. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I suppose that means it's time for our main topic this week. Uh, we have no article leading us into it this week. It's more of a uh, janky transition, if you will. But so, uh, uh, as mentioned earlier, I am injured. I am doing the video gaming thing with literally one hand right now, and not in a fun way. I so I I'm kind of I, I floated the idea to Alex this week of the idea of like, hey, what video games have you played? You've been like stupid, sick, or injured, and you probably got some stories, and I got some stories. So. Welcome to video games you can play when you're fucked up. Not chemically, but physically. <laughs> uh, well, you, considering you're the one who's injured right now, I think you should take the most current one, and then I'll drop, I'll drop a little bit of mine. Yeah, reality is most of the Telltale games can be played okay with one hand, which don't read too much into, I guess. Like, if, like I, I'm enjoying Detroit in spite of Detroit because I can play it with one hand. Like... I've actually gone back and played Frostpunk some because, again, one hand, like, lots of RTSs can be played with one hand, if, especially if you're, like, they're maybe better with two, but, like, like Eve is weirdly good with just a mouse. Like, I mapped all the stuff to my MMO controller, and I'm like, yeah, I can fucking mouse around and click buttons. This is cool. <laughs> FPS is not so much. Like, I was all psyched to play more Destiny, and then I broke my shoulder, and I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Maybe fighting games, but probably not. Uh, no, fighting... Well, I mean, there are interesting scenarios of people playing video games without... You know, oh, yeah, like, we've all heard the story live. of the guy that beat Dark Souls with a rock band guitar. Yeah, like, or when you go into the whole thing with, like, um... What is it, uh... The guys on Overwatch who do the things where they, like, they do the weird versions of, like... Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> What is it? Uh, I think there was a guy who played Lucio with like some, a DJ table yes. set up. Fucking DJ hero, motherfuckers. That's right, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that. There's a whole series that gets posted on Reddit of these guys who try to play... Uh, there was a guy who modified a little like Nerf bow to play as Hanzo. Sure. It worked. So, um, But anyway, going back to our main topic, I'm going off course here, but like, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I could see MMOs being pretty easy to play. Like, I mean, easy most for aren't. You need that WASD for a lot of them. So, I mean, I guess it depends on your injury. Um, I happen to have been able to play World of Warcraft when I broke the tip of my index finger. That's not an injury. That's an inconvenience. No, no. So here's the thing. 
I broke it on my left hand, which is where I would use WASD. That's not and an injury. That's no, an inconvenience. No, 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 no. Because you also have to be able to hit buttons. And muscle memory-wise, you have to be able to hit them. You you just react with your index finger. So I was not able to... Uh, what is it? Uh, I wasn't able to use my normal macro setup. Which actually lets me segue into the idea that I started... Or to the fact that I started using a Naga mouse. Because that's specifically when I bought it, because I couldn't hit any of my normal keys and keybinds playing World of Warcraft. So, uh, yeah, I fractured my, my, uh, my index finger, so I couldn't do that. But, but, I did get a, a workaway around it, and I got it using the Naga mouse. And, and Doesn't the Lord need to press his buttons for him? God. It worked. So, yeah, um... Oh, walk it I mean, off, Buttercup. Shut up. <laughs> I made it work, and I had a raid night. And you know how hard it was? And how many times I fucking hurt my finger trying to, like, out of muscle memory, keep hitting the goddamn key that I'm used to hitting? Put it in a sling and play through. You can't... Put... put uh, no, because then you fat finger stuff, and it just makes things even worse. Then you put, like, a bouncy ball thing on the key you need to hit with that button so it's raised. Oh... <sighs> Well, that's because that's because WoW is a real MMO and Eve is a shit MMO. I've... So of course you can play it with one fucking hand. I'm sure there's someone sitting there going like, "But what about this part of Eve you don't know about, Charlie?" And that's probably true. I don't know about it. <laughs> um, what about? Well, I would also say maybe. Um, well, let's see. You could play RTS games, maybe. Yeah, I mentioned that. Like, yeah, I, I am that weirdo that never bothered to fucking use keybinds when they played StarCraft. I never did too. I should have, but I did. Could you play Diablo three with just the mouse if you had like the buttons? If you had like the um powers mapped to the number keys? Uh, you well, so Diablo's kind of a weird one, and I'll tell so, you why. Diablo's... To back up a step, I guess. Like when I say with just a mouse, I'm talking like my fancy Naga that has like what like twelve buttons on the side of it or some shit. I understand not everyone has that, but you totally could, and I've been totally using it that way. Yes, you absolutely can play. Yeah, I've played Diablo one-handed because I have everything bound. The only thing you need to, well, no, um, because here's the thing: as part of Diablo, there's some keys you want to you want to be able to hold shift down to kind of cast some spells without having to target a player or target an NPC. Uh, so it makes it a little bit difficult, but you can definitely run through some classes with just the uh, one-handed. Yeah, like monk, you could totally do one-handed. Uh, I've done warrior monk one-handed. Yeah, or barbarian. It was a whirlwind barb, so I literally just right-clicked my way to victory. So, because right-click is where I had my um, uh, what was it um, the ability for whirlwind, and then I thumb just hit the buttons on the naga to do the other stuff. But yeah, uh, there's there's not a lot. I mean, it is kind of hard if, you, especially if you're just used to doing it a certain way. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, racing games technically match this criteria because you could, like, go the joystick approach for flying ones, and, like, I can drive a car one-handed. I'm pretty sure I could drive a um racing wheel one-handed. Um, I mean, you can, but it, it depends on what racing you Yeah, do. that's fair. Um, because, like, if you're doing something like Gran Turismo, that'd be really fucking hard because it's really good to actually, like, shift, uh, you know, because... Especially, you want to be able to, like, shift and try to drift your car. For you can get with, like, pedal shifters, though, for your hands or something. Like, my actual car has pedal shifters. Well, yeah, but they're on each side. Uh, yeah, but they have, like, both ones on both sides. 
Do they have that? Okay. Yeah, I have up and down on both sides. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. And to be honest with you, like, with most games, there is very much a will. And yeah, a I, I still love looking at those, like, crazy console ones that, like, remap everything to one side. Like, that's always my favorite one, where it's like, that is some insane ingenuity, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other games. Like, honestly, it's kind of hard, because I'm so used to playing the game. Me like, too! FPSs are completely... FPSs are completely out of the fucking table. Like, yeah. It's not happening at all. I'm sorry. Unless you like... God of War. No. Probably not a great game one-handed. No. Um, at least not with some sort of crazy-ass controller setup. Uh, so the FPSs are out the window. I think, honestly, at this point, the only ones you can really do is maybe, like, MOBAs as well. Like, MOBAs you can kind of maybe pull off. Oh, you can totally do a MOBA one-handed. Yeah, actually. That... Yeah. MOBAs would be... Like, you could definitely do something like League. I don't know about Smite, because Smite uses the WASD. Yeah. For movement, so, um, but things like Heroes of the Storm, you can definitely, yeah, I definitely can see that. The and traditional then, MOBA, yeah, um, racing games we talked about, or you could just, I mean, other than just the pedal thing, you could definitely just set it to automatic. Well, so aside for your, oh, why has God afflicted me, uh, World of Warcraft, uh, finger story? Any good, any good gaming stories when you were injured or something like that? Um. Well, I, I mainly World of Warcraft because I used to do a lot of that. When I got that injury, it was when I was raiding, sure, uh, really fucking hardcore, like raiding six, seven days a week, pretty much. Because uh, we're trying to go for a server first and server first for Lich King and server first on the mounts, which we ended up getting for the ten man version. We did get server first on that, which was nice. Mm, I can't think of any other games I played while actually in like. Once I would, like, if I had a leg injury, I'd be fine. Yeah. It, the whole point is it's injuries to the hands or the arms. Um, I can't think of anything other other games other than pretty much, like, RTSs, MOBAs, and World of Warcraft. And even then, if you play RTSs where you use the macros, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. So, that's subjective. I no, I, I know a friend who, um, he got big into guitar. He, he broke his arm or something like that, and he found he could actually hold, like, a Guitar Hero controller weird and actually play it still, like, he, like, had to put it in his lap and shit like that, but that worked mm-hmm. out well for him. <laughs> Got really into that for a little while. Um, Can't play Guitar Hero normal now, though. No, Guitar Hero's out of the table entirely. No, no, um, like, as long as you had your fingers, you could play. I guess access, like, if I, if, if I could play that game lefty, I could totally play Guitar Hero. Okay. Because I, I could just use the, my left hand to strum. I'm looking for an obvious one that I got really into when I was injured at some point, but, uh, nah. I have a friend that's injured by video games. Wait, what? He has severe motion sickness or sensitivity. And as a result, like, anything first person is off the table for him. And I'm not talking like it's like a mild reaction. He feels queasy. Like, he will straight pass the fuck out and throw up on himself. Okay. It's not a, like, it's not a long reaction. Like, it's the... It was over at my house. I was showing him like and it's not every game ever in an FPS, but like I was showing him um, Killzone Shadowfall at one point, uh-huh. and the movement in that game, or I had the sensitivity cranked up high enough that like one second he was fine, and the next one he passed out and fell off my couch. I've I've seen people act like that in certain games. Like I know Portal was a big one for some people. Like I I know people who could not either watch Portal playthroughs or play Portal. Because just all the weird physics and the motion in that game totally fucked with them. So yeah, I think it's one of those portal people. I early concept for SWS joke actually was I used to have an idea that I was gonna have a a game where it was like what game like 
how fast like a review a review score for a game based on how fast that game made him throw up. <laughs> how long did it take? I did I, you I, no, I never actually did any videos for it, but I thought it'd be funny to do like a video series where like it's the okay, we're gonna play a bunch of popular games, like we're gonna rate them based on how long it takes uh my friend to throw up as part of it. Ah, thirty seconds, not a good game. It's Grand Theft Auto Five. The throw up says bad game. Yeah. I say he got injured because one of the times he got he, this was not at my place. He was playing something once I guess at his place, passed out, fell forward, and cracked one of his teeth out of his face. <laughs> the hid table. Mm. That was a fun. Wait, wait, what? He busted his teeth. Yeah. Hence, he got injured by video games. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, as far as. Injuries while playing games. That's a good one. Let me think. Um, I've got really bad leg cramps. Well, we also can remember the infamous uh, fucking Nintendo blister from the Nintendo 64. Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. That Nintendo blister was no fucking I went joke. to school with so many fuckers that were, like, proud to have that. Like, that looks like, it's like, oh, I got this blister from my Nintendo 64. I'm like, that looks painful. It is painful, but it was kind of a badge of honor, though. I played the shit out of the N64, and I never had one of those things. Well, yeah. Well, you clearly didn't play hard enough. Maybe I said calluses from working the field or something. I mean, yeah, if you have calloused hands, then definitely you're not getting fucking blisters. Oh, so you were just soft pretty... is what I'm hearing. My hands are pretty soft, but they never got blisters. They did get red, but they never got blisters. I went to school with some kids that had, like, fucking, like, holes starting to be burned into their hands and shit like that. That's what like like <laughs> like rubbed several layers raw fucking like stigmata blood coming out of it. You're like, damn, you fucking love that Mario Party, don't you fucker? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, other than like yeah, the Nintendo blister, what I mean I've heard of people like where their fingers lock up when playing games. Like, I've heard of that, but yeah. I don't know if they, that kind of goes away after a while. Yeah, and there's always the um, age-old energy drink overdose seizure, but... That's never happened to me, and I pray that it never does happen. Yeah, that... That combines too many things I love into one very bad situation. Mm. Yeah. I also would not want that. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of, uh... can't think of any other injuries that would be, like, a, a highlight, to be honest with you. Nah, that's fair. I... That's for the main topic, which means it's time for emails. Oh, wait, no. That's the news. fuck is wrong with you, Alex? It's been a rough week. You're that's what's wrong with you're me. You're defiling the sacred intro to emails with the intro to news. I'm having a rough week, Charlie. Be nice. That's no excuse. Professionalism, <laughs> goddammit. Be nice to me. Never. Okay. So we have no official emails this week, but if you wanted to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? Uh, I could make up something long and convoluted, or I can simply tell you that the email address is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. <laughs> Spelled as it sounds, down in the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, we have a... So my cousins actually asked me a question. They are not podcast listeners, but they have heard many of my rants about how much LA fucking sucks. And they were in LA uh-huh. for a couple days, and they wanted us to answer the question. Uh, they asked the they asked me the question. I'm not making it a podcast question. If you wanted to avoid kind of the touristy shit of LA, but wanted to like do some real LA stuff, what should you do? 
if you really wanted to do some LA stuff, well, you have what you have what I like to call the basic bitch stuff you can do. Let's, let's run through is, it. We got some time. All right. So first thing is you want to be obsessed with trying to get a good picture of the Hollywood side, or Hollywood sign. Good news and bad news. You can definitely find a lot of spots that are easy to get to to get a good picture. Um, the bad news is there are really good spots, but it's a fucking hassle to get there. A because of parking. B, because of private owners who block off actual public walkways to get to said location. So, uh, hiking up to the Hollywood sign to get a picture is probably one of the most basic things you can do when you come to L.A. Uh, Better alternative? Go to the Griffith Observatory. Great view, you get a nice picture, and you actually don't have to do a lot to get there. See, easy to find. I think the Hollywood sign is one of the most time-consuming, lame-ass things to do in L.A. Hence why it makes the top of my basic bitch list of things fair, in LA. Fair, fair. I, I guess I was asked more of you, like, for people that live in LA, like, what do you actually recommend doing that would be fun for a tourist? Um, I would recommend checking out Olvera Street. Um, you know Olvera Street? Yeah, it's the, like, crazy, like, little Mexican villa street, right? Yes. Um, what's so special about that is that there is actually a villa, and that's the first house that was settled in Los Angeles. I think I bought a Lucha so. Libre mask on that street. Uh, they probably wouldn't surprise me. You can, you can buy a bunch of Lucha Libre stuff there. They have stuff there. Uh, a lot of leather stuff. Yes, um, I bought the, I bought my, I bought one of my first Lucha Libre masks there back in the first time I was in LA, actually. Um, I was out here looking at colleges, and we went to that street for dinner because we thought it looked silly because Lucha Libre masks, and mm-hmm. I think I bought one, for, I think I bought my, my, um, Black Hand mask there. Okay. Yeah, no, um, I definitely recommend Olvera Street. It's nice. It's, it's not people tend to be pretty nice there um they have a, a couple little mexican restaurants that are pretty nice yeah. um and you can do some shopping so that's cool once you're done with that you can dive a little more into somewhat more modern la history because that's very ancient la history and i say ancient because it's i mean it's the first city that was planted there in fact little tidbit the church that's there is also one of the first churches that was erected in the los angeles area huh. and it to this day Still functioning, still open as a church. They still do ceremonies. They still do all sorts of stuff. They still have Sunday Mass there. So for those of you that kind of like churches and the architecture, if you like a lot of the building architecture stuff, a couple things on this list are really going to tickle your fancy. Um, so yeah, Olvera Street's one of them. Uh, you can definitely grab some food, enjoy some stuff. And you might uh, there's a restaurant that you go downstairs on, on the, when you get there, somewhere in the middle of the actual Olvera Street thing. Where they have mariachi walk around tables and play songs at your request, or not play songs, even it's up to you. But it's a nice little, that little, little LA flavor there for you. Um, and then you can catch up to maybe a little more modern LA history and actually go across the street to Union Station. Um, again, if you're a big fan of like moments in time, Frozen Forever, Union Station is for you. Um, it's really pretty. Uh, you can definitely see a lot of the old kind of like feel they. They've done a really good job at keeping it as res- like restored and nice as possible, and is again still functioning as an actual station. You still have trains coming in and out, buses and all that. Like well, Union Station is really nice, so I would definitely recommend Union Station as well. Um, and they're right next to each other, so you could do a day in Olvera and Union Station, and then if you want, if you get tired or done early, jump on the train and go somewhere. Uh, Hollywood is obviously a big one. A lot of people like to go over to El Capitan. Uh, go over to the Kodak Theater, that whole little area in Hollywood. That's not bad. It's all right. You can you can 
if you're lucky, you may catch uh, Batman fighting Spider-Man on the street. Yeah. <laughs> because they try to get the same photo op. Yeah, I was like, somebody. for my list, it's definitely go to Hollywood and Highland, not to see anything specifically, but to kind of observe the hellscape that is Hollywood and Highland. Yeah, there's just a lot of shit going on in one small yeah, spot. You got fat Catwoman fighting fat Spider-Man for a spot. You've got, like, fucking German tourists wandering around realizing just how, like, L.A. does not give a fuck about those Hollywood star things. Nope. They're just the sidewalk. We don't care. Yeah. Honestly, pretty much. I kind of don't give a shit. It's a walkway I need to get to and from. That's all it serves its purpose for. I fucking love people that are into that stuff. Like, I'm, like, watching them realize, like, oh, this isn't something special. It's just a thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's so fun to watch. Ah, what else is there? Um, Santa Monica is nice. You can always go to Santa Monica. Never go to Santa Monica. Venice Beach. Santa Monica and Venice Beach is a fucking staple. They're, as much as you can say don't go there, people will always go there at least they're once. They're cool. They're giant time sinks, though. Like, going to them is a commitment. Everything in LA is a time sink them commitment, as, though. Them especially so. They're like, they're like an end-of-the-line kind of commitment. Uh, but the thing is, everything in LA is a time sink and a commitment. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can go somewhere and then you realize it's been a fucking day since you've done something. Like, LA is just kind of, there's so much here in a way. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, and I'm not saying this from a complaint angle. I'm just saying there's literally tons of stuff here in LA you can do and you can easily burn a day. Like, you literally don't have to do much to end up burning an entire day. Getting to Santa Monica, seeing the stuff there, and then going down to Venice. In alone will be the entire day. Easily. Yeah. Uh Hollywood. Easily a good chunk of the day. No, you can do that place like an hour or two. Yeah, but you'll be fucking exhausted from everything that's going on. Yeah. I'm always burned out. Because here's the thing. You're assuming people are just gonna walk outside. People are gonna check out the shops. They're gonna go. There's nothing worth checking out in Hollywood. Like that's the thing. Like it's the an hour of watching the mayhem and you should know there's nothing worth buying there. Here's the thing, though. As L.A. natives, we know that. No, I, As tourists, they don't know I'm that. I'm answering the question of, like, if you're looking for really cool shit to do in L.A., like, like maybe not the touristy shit, but, like, stuff that, like, you can brag to people about going to L.A. and doing, like, that's one of them. Like, uh, you may not even know about this. Our coroner office out here has a museum, and they do tours. Oh, yeah. Well, there's also the Museum of Death. Which that's is pretty cool kind of fucked out. up. Yeah, but it's cool. If you're into that kind of thing, um, the Getty Villa is a phenomenal place to go yeah. to. First of all, it's free, so you don't have to pay admission to go in. All you pay for is parking, which is like six dollars, and that's it. And the entire museum is free, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's right along PCH. Um, actually, we I actually went there on an accidental date. Um, well. It was a date, but it was an accidental location. Mandy and I were going to Santa Monica to play Pokemon Go, and it was right around the height of the game being pretty really fun and crazy, and realized that it was a fucking shitstorm trying to find a place to park uh, that day. So we just started driving up PCH, and we found the villa, pulled in, paid our parking, and had a fantastic time checking out the Getty Villa. At the same time, if you're new to L.A. and you're going on a first date to either the um, observatory or there... It means your date is broke. <laughs> no, because the restaurants inside there are a little bit costly. If you eat there, then yes. 
If you're just yeah. going there, though, specifically the observatory, it means your date is broke. And you know what? If you're going to judge your date on the fact that they took you somewhere nice to look at, you know what? I don't want to date you. If, if that's the angle you're going to approach me at, that I wanted to show you this really nice spot in L.A., and your only thought is, oh, this guy's broke. You know what? I don't want to date you. The observatory and, uh, is the number one date spot in L.A. because it's free, dude. Yeah. If, if, if someone takes you to the observatory, they don't really care about that first date. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be nice. Like, I've gone there for some other stuff there before. I've gone there on dates in the past. It's, it's nice. Like, I actually enjoy it. But if you're going there for a first date, maybe a stretch. Uh, golf and stuff is fun. We have a lot of little mini, like, things you can do. Golf and stuff and, uh, well, golf and stuff in particular is really interesting because it's the same place they filmed uh, the, um, I guess, that little golf, putt-putt, mini golf, uh, whatever you want to call it, spot from the Karate Kid. That's actually, the location is actually called golf and stuff. That place is kind of cool. Uh, speed zone, if you want to race some go-kart stuff, that's kind of nice. Yes, just kind of check out, but that's already going a little bit outside of LA. Um, I would say definitely just depending on what kind of food you want, there's plenty of little restaurants. Little Tokyo has a ton of really good little restaurants. Don't go to any restaurant that has a celebrity in its name. No, don't do that. Nope, fuck that. Um, I would actually recommend the Sneakin' Rose. It's kind of nice, especially if you like garlic. Yeah, I've heard, uh, Jen wants to go there, actually. It's pretty nice. I've went there before. They have garlic ice cream. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, just let that sink in. Garlic ice cream. I've had garlic ice cream before. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh other than that I don't um I don't have uh, any other spots that I would say that really stand out. I mean Um I mean I guess the La Brea Tar Pits, but again that's a tourist Yeah, place. I guess like if you're into museums, like the the fucking art museum here is pretty famous and it's got yeah. like one of the most uh, one of the most Instagram spots in the entire fucking world out front would be um the lights, but if you if you actually want a cool museum, the Peterson, which is right across the street, I think is a yes. significantly more LA thing. Yeah, it's a car museum, and I think in the basement is where they have the mock. Yep, I've been in the basement. Yeah, so if you like that, that's kind of cool. Um, the quality of that place can differ depending on what they got on like on display, because like an Aston Martin is cool, but a room full of Aston Martins I find to be less cool. But last time I was there, they were doing like um custom car, they're doing like um custom lowrider show. And that was pretty okay. fucking sweet. Oh, nice. They had a pinata car. It was a giant, it was a car-sized pinata of a lowrider. Okay. Yeah. Um, Natural History Museum is pretty cool. Ah, it's um, not, it's cool, it's not anything special. Well, it depends on what exhibit they have featured at the moment, kind of thing. Yeah, but that's, like, the, the one museum I can't I recommend like, that though. place. I do like the California Science Center. That place is pretty Again, cool. Again, it's cool, but at the same time, like, I've, it's not any. It's not meaningfully better than any other museum of that style, I guess. Like it's not uniquely oh, LA. No. no, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it's a pretty cool place to check out. If you're if you're into museums, those are two definite staples. Yeah. So, um. Other than that, I can't think of anything else that really tickles my fancy. I don't like I, going out that much. To be some honest of the with restaurants we've mentioned in the past, like Grilla Mall, is a good one. I have Korean barbecue is definitely a good one. I could if you if you like endless meat Korean barbecue, definitely. Like I, Cape Town in general is kind of fun. Yeah, in particular, there's a spot in Koreatown called Shinjung, I think it is. Uh, they're 24-hour Korean barbecue. I have been drunk there. <laughs> so, definitely good food, decent price, and the fact that they're 24 hours, and if you definitely want a meat fix at 5 a.m., they got you. So, 
Uh, hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of little restaurants here and there. It depends on what you're looking for. Um, don't go to Trejo's Tacos. Unfortunately, it was a disappointment. Don't go to Pasadena. So, uh, Pasadena sucks. There are certain parts that really suck. All of it sucks. Slater. They do have Slater's 50-50. So which is what? Good. That's a good... There's that one, and then the Meat District, which is another really good restaurant out there. Yeah, but then you're in the then you're in Pasadena. But then you're in Pasadena, yeah. Um, oh, what's the name of that damn house? Hold on. Uh, I'm looking it up now because uh, we talk about it a bunch at work. I think now that I'm thinking, if you're thinking, if I'm thinking of the same thing. Oh, you can see our um fucking music hall that co- I don't go in it and don't spend too much time there, but like marvel at how fucking dumb it is. Uh-huh. And the fact that for many years it was um the at the wrong end of a lawsuit that were um the light would bounce off of it and superheat the apartment building across the street from it. They had to pay for their people those people's coolings. Um, God, what is? I'm looking for Doc Brown's house from Back to the Future. Is um I forget the name. It's an actual name because that's in Pasadena. Huh. Yeah, it's um the Gamble House. That's what it is. The Gamble House is pretty cool to go check out. They actually do tours of the house because it is obviously used as um it, it is used for the movie, but it actually is a legit like historic house in Pasadena. It was actually um hmm. it was used I think it was actually owned by the guys from Procter and Gamble, like the Gamble part. I think that was their home. Uh yeah, Procter and Gamble, yeah, David and Mary Gamble. Um and it's a really pretty style. Like it has a interesting combination of like Japanese inspiration with a couple of other looks, but it actually, little tidbit, belongs, the house no longer belongs to anybody, well, personal owner, it's owned by the city of Pasadena and the USC School of Architecture. So, my friend actually got a scholarship and he got to live there, which is kind of cool. That's nuts. I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah, uh, if you have the architecture scholarship you can apply for, you can choose to work part-time in the house, but you actually get to house in there for free. So, there are certain rooms that students are allowed to live in. They has loft, Wi-Fi and all that. But, yeah, you can live there. My friend lived there for a while, which was pretty cool. So, uh, the Gamble House is really nice. They do tours and all that. And, yeah. So, I guess you can just go house hunting famous locations. Yeah, they don't do it anymore in the same way I, they used to. But, like, the um, the really trashy, uh, like, TMZ bus tour things used to get out of Hollywood and Highland. Like I, yeah. I'm not talking the good ones. I mean, you want the ones that are like obviously illegal and don't care about human life. <laughs> Those are fun because like they're like a manic episode of like driving and like almost running celebrities down to see them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't have anything else as far as things to do. But if you have anything specific you'd like to email us about, I'd happy to go into some detail. Yeah. Don't stuff. do that. We're not. We're not a travel advisory podcast. <laughs> the wicked awesome tour maybe someday <laughs> but yeah uh, that that's it for my list i guess yeah got national parks i guess that are pretty so close by not uh all right i guess you're into camping yeah god i hate camping <laughs> oh we went camping this weekend okay good for you stop bragging about it i stayed inside with a roof <laughs> it's just not the same i don't know i own my roof <laughs> yeah I got nothing else. Yeah, no, that that no, no real. That does it for this week, I suppose. Email wise or question wise, uh, means it's time to close out this very mournful, sad, complicated episode. Yeah, um, I did it last week, so uh, I'm not doing it yet. I got ready. anything you want to? You got your um, the live stream will be done by the time this goes up. So if you want to check out the archives for that, um, 
Can they find that on your YouTube channel or no? Uh, it, it'll show up under, uh, like, I guess, uh, live streams. You can send it to there. me and we can put it up on SWS, too. We can actually do something with the channel. Sure. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fire it off to you when I'm yeah. it's done and all that. But, yeah, uh, by the time you hear this, I did a 12-hour live stream. Uh, assuming no interruptions happen. Yeah, yeah 12-hour live stream on Saturday. So. By the time you're hearing this, I theoretically have two more weeks until my shoulder's healed, so that'll be good. Depending on what the doctor today says my fate for my shoulder is, I heal pretty good. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we got nothing else to talk about, I guess it's time to close this one out and say, cue the message. <laughs>